Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Paperwise this morning, morning to all, text 0868104106 to get three major further education and training projects. When I read it, I thought they were going to spend 100 million on new schools or new colleges. To some extent, that's kind of true, but it's also the fact that, uh, you know, two of the projects that they're talking about are extensions to what already exists, uh, which is the campus in Bishopstown, uh, the FET campus in Bishopstown, and the, an upgrade to the MTU Bishopstown campus as well. And the third one is the Youth Reach Centre at the college, uh, the core college of FET on the Mallow campus. So it's an extension uh, and an upgrading of existing ones. But that's good too. It's still 100 million to be ploughed into uh, further education. Students made the news yesterday in more, more ways than one. Of course, we uh, were talking about that issue with 100 million being spent on Leaside for education. And then students were letting their hair down. We touched on it yesterday morning, more along the lines of give them a break, you know, in fairness. Like, life is tough and if they stay safe, let them have a party. Some people were critical yesterday of the hour of the morning that they were queuing to get into the pub. But young people have an awful lot more stamina than those that are a little older than them. And they can, you know, they can go, they can they can stick the pace, I suppose. And they were donning their tinsel and their Christmas jumpers and queuing for a lot of it in the rain. Um, unless they had umbrellas, they were soaked and possibly frozen. But many of them got in and there was no problems. In fairness, let's be honest, there was no problems. The guy actually kind of came out and said, it was fine. Everything was cool. There were no incidents. And they were at the Harp Bar. Uh, they were at Sissy Young's. They were at Annie Max. They were at Flannery's and, and places like that. And all went well. So it was described in the Echo this morning as being a massive day out. A massive day out. But there were incidents uh, on Lee side. For sure there were, and uh, Garda Shukana are talking about a man in his, a young man in his 20s apparently, who suffered a possible stab wound to his stomach. Now, it's, it's understood that the, the man himself who s- suffered the possible stab wound um, raised the alarm himself uh, and went looking for help. I'm told that he went looking for help in a, in a, in a nearby pub apparently. Um, and then he left the pub and, 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 and lay down and, and waited for the emergency services to arrive. He was stabbed, apparently. So the Guardian are saying that shortly after 7 p.m. last evening, uh, guards were alerted following a report of an incident on Corn Market Street. Uh, a male youth aged 18, they're saying, so younger than a man in his 20s, actually 18, was taken from the scene, brought to the CUH for assessment, uh, sustaining uh, minor lacerations in the course of an altercation with another youth inquiries into the matter ongoing. Now, uh, that's a story from last night and there's another one then that's of interest from Buttevant uh, where Garda Press are saying Guardian Mallow were investigating the discovery of a body of a man in his early 60s at a house in Buttevant apparently uh, last night as well. They've made an arrest for that. Uh, a woman in her mid-40s was arrested uh, and is currently being detained at Mallow Garda Station following the discovery of the body of the man in his early 60s in a house in Buttevant. Uh, actually, that discovery was actually made in March, but the arrest was only made yesterday. So that's a kind of an updated story, if you like. But there's one very interesting one, and, and that is checkpoints that were set up on, on Lee side yesterday. So they put in two checkpoints, uh, one targeting the north side of the city and the other targeting the south side. It's a story in the Echo today where motorists um, were subjected to uh, checkpoints on the South Link Road from 10 o'clock and another then operating at the North Ring Road from a quarter past 11 um, by members of Vanguardia Shikona. Now, the whole idea was uh, to check for criminal activity um, and targeting particularly organised crime gangs and repeat offenders. Um, but the interesting point about it is 16 people on bench warrants were arrested because of these two checkpoints. 16 people who were 
wanted, I suppose, because there were bench warrants out for their arrest following, I'd imagine, uh, court cases. And they were nabbed yesterday. So I, mean, I think we'd all probably say good day's work done there. Uh, there's other issues involving criminality. And of course, the death of Sophie Toscan de Plantier um, has never been solved. Um, and of course, there's been a lot of documentaries and television. There's been the podcast. And I was telling you during the week that Jules Thomas now is suing Netflix. Uh, the Independent managed to get a few words out of, Sof- out of uh, Jules Thomas yesterday, um, asking her the reasons as to why she is suing Netflix. And she's suing for uh, defamation um, because she says the documentary made by Netflix portrays her as an accomplice to the unsolved killing. And she says, they're trying to portray me as an accomplice to the murder. And she says, people have watched it all over the world, not just in Ireland. It's portraying a picture of me that's completely false. Um, and she's seeking damages for injury to her reputation. She says that work as an artist, which is what she does, she's an artist, uh, it completely dried up. Work completely dried up after the show began streaming last year. And she even wants a part of the documentary removed. And the part that she wants removed is the part that relates to a claim by an Italian woman who was there at the time and claims that uh, she saw uh, Ian Bailey's jacket soaking in a large bucket in the shower at Jules Thomas's home in the aftermath of the murder. And she says that that allegation of that coat soaking in a bucket is completely untrue. She says, the whole thing has been so damaging. I'm sick of it. I want to put a stop to it and no more lies, please. So she's actually defending herself. She's pursuing the case herself. Another case that made the papers earlier in the week, and I said I'd come back to it because it was uh, adjourned for sentencing. It's the man who broke his ex-partner's jaw. Um, the uh, woman asked him to leave her home and the, the judge said the injured party whose jaw was broken was entitled to ask him to leave her home as any householder is, when someone has outstayed their welcome. She asked him to leave her home on several occasions. When he refused to do so, she began to push him towards the front door. He turned around, bit her on the right shoulder, punched her into the face twice with his fist, and then left. So he broke her jaw doing that, and it was adjourned for sentencing. But yesterday, that man um, has been sentenced to one year in prison um, and uh, suspended half of the sentence. The sentence was two years, with half of it suspended, so he'll You'll get a one-year prison sentence, probably served less than the one year, but I said it update because um, it was kind of left hanging during the week, waiting sentencing. And then, of course, we all know of issues with regards to planning and planning applications, and front and centre in that, I suppose, is the marina market. But the Mail this morning is saying that this would be a very radical plan where the housing minister would have absolute call on rezoning land for social homes. And this, of course, would be uh, Dara O'Brien, who'd have total control and the ability to designate himself uh, the land uh, for the purpose of social housing. There's another article in one of the papers saying today that planning, I think it might be the examiner, that the planning laws in Ireland are broken and a lot of the time it's the NIMBY uh, policy that uh, is in vogue here. Yes, we need social housing. Yes, we need housing estates. But I don't want to be looking out at loads of chimneys, not in my backyard. So that's one of the problems by all accounts. Yesterday we are talking about um, that uh, fraudster website, Ice Boof. Uh, where many criminals are going on paying their subscription fees and then be given all sorts of hacking tools um, so they can make calls pretending to be banks, pretending to be Gardaí, not just in Ireland, but all over the world. And there was a shutdown of that by international police forces uh, during the week and we spoke to the Irish Gardaí on it. Well, one of those that was arrested in Ireland is uh, 17 years old. Sorry, 16 years old. 17 suspects arrested so far in Ireland, including a 16-year-old teen 
in Dublin. Um, and they figured that this one scam in itself, globally, is worth about $115 million uh, euro a year. So the teenager in Ireland is among the suspects who used the specialist website to commit global scams worth at least 115 million a year. And it's 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 weird actually the way people still live um, in in a world where uh, they they just can't seem to show compassion and love for everybody around them. Maybe the world was never ever like that. Certainly historically, with regards to war, we can see all of that. Why do I mention that? Well, there was um, uh, seven. There was a killing in Colorado, USA, um, and uh, a man has been arrested now because of that. And his dad apparently it was it was a gay club that he went into, um, uh, allegedly killing five and injuring seventeen others. So when the dad of the killer, the alleged killer, the shooter, found out that his son had actually gone in and shot dead five people in an LGBTQA uh, plus club. Um, His first reaction was, oh my God, you're telling me my son is gay. And then apparently when they said no, he just went in and killed people in a gay club. And the dad said, oh my God, so he's not gay. Phew, that's a relief. It's a crazy world, isn't it? It's a crazy world. Um, And with regards to the world itself, or indeed travelling around the world, you know this 100 mil uh, liquid rule that's in place? Well, it's not in place in Shannon anymore, but Cork and Dublin airports now will also scrap the rule for liquid containers and carry-on luggage, where it's a maximum of 100 millilitres. And it will happen not next week or next month, but sometime next year. So Shannon already have done it. Donegal Airport's done it. Heathrow Airport. There's new technology now. When it's installed in Cork Airport, it will also end the need to remove your laptops and your liquid from your cabin, cabin bags and put everything into small little plastic bags. That'll all be gone. So it'll be a much pleasanter experience going through customs, immigration and checks. Um, I don't know what happens, though, in other airports around the world if you're connecting onwards with your 100 mils. But, you know, certainly from the point of view of getting out of Cork, it's not going to be a big deal anymore. Oh, and also there's a lot of Christmassy stories making the papers today. Like, for instance, the fact that the Gardaí have now started a Garda operation called Operation Hurdle. It involves nightly air patrols, high visibility checkpoints and armed support units. For what? Well, it's actually to keep Christmas trees safe from theft. Apparently, it's very big business. Um, and every single year, uh, because of the demand for Christmas trees, an awful lot are grown. But raiders and robbers see it as a great opportunity to literally to go into the Christmas tree farms, if you like, or the forests, and to cut them down and sell them themselves. So Gardaí have a new operation called Operation Hurdle on that one. And I love this one uh, with regards to uh, the World Cup, because today you got two big, well, you got a lot of big games. you got Wales, Iran, and in, uh, in Wales today, all schools are pretty much getting the morning off to watch the match. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like 50 or 60 years since Wales were last in the World Cup. I think it's the 1950s. So school kids will get to watch the game this morning from 10 o'clock all over Wales. I think that's great. And then England take on the USA. But one of the interesting things regarding England fans is that apparently the fans there, some of them are dressing up in crusader costumes. All right. And they have the complete attire, including the swords and the crosses. And they've been told you'll be turned away if you turn up to a World Cup match in Qatar um, wearing uh, a crusader costume and a sword because it's offensive to Muslims. And there's and you can kind of half understand it, actually, you know, with regards to the Christians and the Muslims and the wars and the crusades and stuff like that, um, because it, they say it's offensive uh, due to the crusader history of rape, slaughter and occupation of Arab land. So they figure it's in bad taste. And then the bars in Doha are also telling fans 
don't be turning up wearing traditional Arabic robes and headdress. Remove them because that's also offensive. You're not a Muslim. You don't follow Islam. So don't be wearing the gear, I suppose, is what they're saying. And the papers also this morning have a lovely story on uh, the fact that a lot of memorabilia from Only Fools and Horses is going under the hammer. By all accounts, Boise, the late John Chalice Boise, has a lot of stuff, or at least his estate has, because he died recently, going under the hammer. And it includes things belong to only fools and horses, as you can imagine. So if you're a big fan, some of the things that will be going under the hammer are Del Boy's ceramic lion cigar pot. You remember that? It was always on the minibar in every single series. He'd lift the lid, take a cigar, put the lid back on it. That could fetch 14,000, 15,000 pounds. I mean, Trigger's inflatable dolphin. Do you remember they went on, wasn't that called the Jolly Boys outing when they went to the seaside and Trigger brought an inflatable dolphin? Nine and a half grand, at least, or more, it's destined to make. And do you remember Del Boy's signature brick phone? They don't say how much that would go under the, uh, the uh, hammer for, but I would imagine quite a number of thousands. Wouldn't you think the big, massive brick, one of the earliest um, mobile phones that you could get way back in the day was enormous. Uh, so these are some of the items that'll go. And of course, the toy show uh, happens tonight. Uh, more on that in a little while. The theme being, and everybody was wondering during the week what it would be, uh, the Wizard of Oz. So all of the papers this morning have lots of colour photographs and everybody enjoying it and getting ready for the toy show on TV tonight, RT1 935. More on that in a few minutes' time. Lines are open. Text 0868 Pick up the phone on 0818 The Neil Prendeville Show. Cork's number one talk show. Pure Cork. On Red FM. All right, messiest start to a program in a long, long time. Let's hope it improves between now and midday. Congratulations to everybody involved in Glow. Opens again tonight uh, and runs every weekend until Sunday, the 18th of December at Bishop Lucy Park. Well done to them. Um, it's back and bigger and better than ever because there would have been some restrictions in the past. And obviously the big carousel will be there and the big Ferris wheel and what have you. At the same time, the Emmet Place Christmas Market will take place as well and run right across the weekends right up to Christmas so great news in that regard and good luck to everybody get in this we got the toy show we got glow we got the market at the Colquay and Emmett Place everything back rocking text 0868104106 but not the greatest experience in the world for Samantha good morning I have to tell you, after I finish chatting with you, I'll also be telling some other stories of people who um, leave a lot to be desired with regards to their manners. Now, I have a very interesting email from uh, Andrea in the Dunn Stores Ballyvalan car park. But what happened to you on the south side in, was it Douglas Court? Yeah, it was Douglas Court yesterday morning. I was going in with my daughter, but it was raining and... What happened was I took my child out. She was sick at the moment. Like she's kind of sick now at the moment. But when I was taking her out, I was putting her into a pram and it's kind of like a little pathway there. So I put her into the pram and I was just strapping her in and this woman came towards me with a trolley and she wouldn't like wait. I said, sorry, will you wait there for two seconds? I'm just strapping my daughter in, it's raining. And she goes, no, no, no. She keeps forcing the trolley on top of me like... I was like, what do you when you um, say forcing the trolley? Was like she hitting it off something? Hitting, hitting the trolley off my child's buggy, like off her pram. When she was in the pram, like the child was asleep, but still, like you know, you don't, you can't do things like that. It's horrible, like totally. Uh, it's insane. I, I just goes to her. I said, "Can you wait two seconds? I'm just strapping her in." And she goes, "No, no, no." She said, "Why didn't you park up there?" And I said, "That's a uh, disabled parking, like, and she, you can't park in there." And she goes, "Um." Well, she said, we're all mothers once, she goes. 
like that and I just go I just I just don't know what I could have lost the head but I didn't you know I just what did you say because she's at this I stage screaming at you you said screaming at me and like I just watched her then she put her trolley up then and she was just throwing me dirty looks like I was like oh my god did she back up and get around you somewhere else she did she put she forced her trolley past my buggy like so the buggy was coming off the it's like a little small pathway like do you know yeah, I, I mean, is it like, yeah, I worry about these kind of things and people's behaviour. I don't know like what's a going on. small trolley, like it wasn't a big trolley, you know, that kind of way, but it was still a trolley, you know what I mean? You don't yeah. kill that. Like. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in her life that makes her so angry. It must be, she's not happy about something, clearly, and ended up taking it out yeah. on you, was having a bad day. Yeah. I don't know. It's ignorant anyway, isn't it? It was awful, like, <laughs> I couldn't get over it. Like, there's no need for this ignorance. Like, I don't yeah. know why people are so ignorant, you know? How did long did it go on for? Um, just a few seconds, like, you know, because I, I was just t- strapping my daughter into a pram. So. I mean, if she if she says to you, we were all mothers once, surely be to God she'd understand how difficult yeah. it is with a baby and saying, a buggy like, yeah. and trying to do shopping and trying to park and getting the baby in yeah. and out of the car. Surely she'd empathise with like you. I had to squeeze into a small space anyway, you know, that kind of way. Like, you think she would say, can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's awful, like... You would get some people like that actually walk past you and say, do you know, in other places, like, they'd say, oh, do you want a hand there? Do you know, that kind of way. Like, Absolutely. You would think that that would be the reaction, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. You would get other people, but some people, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Don't even start uh, me. Yeah. Don't even start yeah. me on shopping trolleys in car parks where they scratch other people's cars and don't give yeah. a damn. Or they park too close and they bang their door off your car and damage same it. With, same with people like a parking in the mother and babies section all the time. Like, I can never get in. You know, and I have a five-year-old as well, and he's like, you know, he'd jump out the car now and run after that kind of way. Like and do you uh, know for definite that those that are parking in um, in parent and child, I suppose, mother yeah, and babies, yeah, all the time. I I stopped a few times now in Duns in Bishopstown. And I was going to do my shopping, like there's actually women parking in there, like, and they've no kids with them. And you it's saw them like, getting out of the car and walking away. Yeah, I often said to him, like, I said, like, I'm trying to get out with two kids, like, and. Uh, Getting to do my shopping, you know, and they just kind of look at me like, and they just they don't care really. They just ignore you. They just take the space <laughs> yeah. and away they go. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, they're like yeah. They're, they're just too lazy to go away and get a proper space and yeah. leave it for people who need them. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Well, no, no, it, no. Yeah. So. I know, I know, the world we live in. Actually, Kevin had an interesting story he was telling me this morning of people who are just so impatient and so rude. So listen, I also have um, a couple of emails from other people who have had similar experiences to you. Um, appreciate yeah. you taking the call though, Samantha. Tough and no all problem. as it was and the rain no coming problem. down on you. Look after yourself. Yeah, Cheers. No Take problem. care. All right. Well, okay, so this was, um, this was around, as I would call, um, probably Omani's Avenue takes you up onto Grattan Hill and up into St. Luke's, right? What happened? No, no mic again, man. I just, just this, uh, this has got to be the worst start to a radio program in years. I don't know. I think maybe somebody just sabotages all my yeah, buttons. Yeah, somebody's sabotaging my mic. Somebody is sabotaging my mic anyway because uh, Seamus's mic is working. <laughs> Can we just go back to nine o'clock? Yeah, again? I know. Let's do the whole thing all over again. Anyway, not to worry. We will truck on. It can't be as bad as it was uh, for that, that poor man I experienced anyway and it was up behind St. Luke's in the church and like I was driving up the hill. It was around um, It was around rush hour and um, the, the guy was 
was I came up that hill it's a kind of a it goes up the back of St. Luke's very narrow very steep cars parked there it's you know it's not somewhere you can overtake and I saw I spotted the car with the hazards on parked and I thought to myself like, who, oh okay I know who what you're right talking about yeah, I know park? what you're talking about yeah. yeah who would the right mind would park here and then I saw two elderly people very elderly very frail like you know the, the Zimmer frames and everything trying to make their way out of the car so I thought okay I give this guy plenty of room just in case something happens always good to give a bit of, bit of room and the guy behind me was like incandescent with rage like he was beeping the horn there was there was you know the two fingers were going out the front to me and to your man and all the, and the, like the elderly people were kind of looking saying like my god now I don't know I didn't seem like he was a taxi driver because his taxi thing wasn't on I think he might have just been their son or a relative or somebody just trying to just trying them, to get them just out just trying to help yeah, them and get into them the as house as they can be to where they need to be and like the guy behind me was just and I was shocked because once the guy had once the, the son or the, the whoever it was was dropping off those people he, he kind of got them up onto the step and then immediately got into the car and parked the car so it's not like he was even you know he parked he told them look wait there a second I must park the car parked in at the side and we carried on it, I was waiting there for no longer I would say than about 60 seconds and tell me could your man behind you see what was going on I, I, I can only like it was he wasn't that I wasn't so far back that you couldn't see it I can't understand why he would have been so Enraged. Do you I'll, think he saw what was going on? But in either case, if somebody's parked with hazards on and there's somebody behind them, like I can't just drive up and over the top. You know, <laughs> I'm not driving a transformer. I can't just you know like turn my Audi I into mean, into something that goes elderly, up and over the top. If you could top, see you know? two elderly people getting out with Zimmer frames, it just is problem. But I don't like. We were talking yesterday again about the tunnel and the issues involving the tunnel and people driving down the inside lane and then switching back into the outside lane dangerously, like. I don't get why people like if you're in a car and you're leaving to go to somewhere give yourself a few extra minutes it just makes the whole it's thing a lot more enjoyable some people seem to think that the safety of their car inside in this big metal box protects them and they can say and do it to anybody yeah. what they and, want and the idea is that they're the only person whose journey matters on the road you know, they're the only people trying to get somewhere. We're all getting somewhere. It's a reason why we're in the car. Just have a little bit of patience. And ultimately, I think even there were stats out about speeding the other day, and they found that if you if you're going 10, 10 kilometers over the limit, you end up on average about like ninety seconds getting to your destination. Oh, yeah. 90 I, mean, seconds I often quicker. see that on long drives. People driving like maniacs on country roads. Then you come into the likes of Killarney, and there are only three or four cars ahead of you. And I it's think. just was that worth it? What's pal? the point? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. But um, yeah, it's okay. just a pity. To say. All right, from Douglas Court then to Dunstone stores, went to Dunn's stores in Ballyvalan to get some shopping and a man who had no children with him pulled into the mother and baby car space. So I kindly asked him could he move as it was raining and I needed that space for my child's buggy. There was no other mother and baby spaces available or even a space near the door. I normally wouldn't ask people to move. It was just because of the bad weather. The man was very understanding and nice about it and moved his car and I thanked him fairness to him. Then this woman that was bringing out our shopping, overheard our conversation and decided to butt in, stating, young generation mothers nowadays think they're entitled to everything and should be ashamed of themselves. I then replied asking her if she was for real and told her to mind her own business. She then continued to verbally abuse me in the car park, stating I was an unfit mother. I should get off my ass instead of living off the state. I was a disgrace and told me to go away and look after my child. My God. The entire point of me asking the man to move was due to the weather and for my buggy, and he was more than happy, to which I really appreciated it. I under no circumstances think I'm entitled to any special treatment, 
But if the space was free and he has no children with him or anyone without children or buggies pulled in, I think they would have the courtesy to move. Even uh, if it was her I asked to move her car. I can only imagine, though, the reaction I'd have got from her. Her verbal abuse continued, would you believe, for a few minutes. In that time, I tried to proceed to ignore her, get my son out of the car. But this woman was so crazy in her actions, I waited until she had left. As she was halfway across the road, calling me a B-I-T-C-H and continued her screaming, in which others in the car park later asked me if I was okay. I actually feared for my son and myself's safety because of this woman. When I did enter the store, I burst into tears. I was actually shaking and traumatised for how I was treated. I can't thank the staff in Dunn Stores Ballyvalan enough because they did approach me and ask me, was I okay? When I told them what happened, they called security and were extremely helpful and said they will assess the cameras and they apologised. I would really like to highlight how great they were and how grateful I am for how I was treated by them. My point that I want to highlight is that woman, is that women really should be, that woman should really be ashamed of herself, how she treated me, and I hope no one else has the unpleasant pleasure of meeting her in that or a similar situation. Also, the fact that no one should treat people in such a horrible way. The reason I'm highlighting this is the world we live in can be cruel enough, so we should be kind to one another, especially when it's uncalled for. As a first-time mother, I'm genuinely shocked and horrified by how I was treated, says Andrea, by email uh, to neil at redfm.ie. And if you think that's the end of it, <laughs> there's not. I've been building a file on these kind of stories in the recent weeks. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, free Food Friday. I'll give you details of that in a few minutes' time. Meanwhile, Mark, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Good. When did you take that picture? Was it yesterday, day before, when... Uh, yesterday, one o'clock. Yeah, in the middle of the day, on Marlborough Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it shouldn't. It, does, it shouldn't surprise me. But when I see it, you know, I got. I just say, oh, it just continues to go from bad to worse. Describe what you saw. You know, I popped in a bar there in Marlborough Street. Okay, as you know. Yeah. And um, I went into the bar or anything like that. But um, yeah, and I went off to the bookies. Well, we know, we know, we know the bar. The misfortunate bar is the Tomond, and they have to put up with it next door to what's. I know. You know. I know and so yeah, does I the tat- So does the tattoo shop. Okay, go ahead. That's right, yeah, yeah. And I just popped off the bookies and I came back out and I, I stood there and the, the girl who was in the picture that I sent to your researcher there. Um, she came over and said, look, at have got three euro. And I was there, whoa, 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 whoa three euro for But it was just plain if they had nearly seen the picture, yeah. what they were doing. You know, it was broad daylight, one o'clock in the day, like, you know, which, like, you know, I was kind of angry and sad at the same time, like, you know, to see it, like, you know. Are they, are they, are they clearly shooting up? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, honest to God, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And is 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 is, is are, are they all shooting up, or is there one of the three, or what? Uh, two of them, I think. Two of them. I don't think the girl was. The two lads were, you know. And they were kind. Of, I don't know. She was. They were kind of sending her off to people and to get money off people passing and what have you, like you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, they, but they were. It was plain as day to see, like you know. Plain as day in the photograph. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And right and outside the front door of of an open shop, next to the outdoor eating and drinking area of a public house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that's the restaurant as well. Isn't it? Next door to the home, that's called the Costa, whatever they call oh, it. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I see. I see oh, tattoo. Yeah. I see a tattoo and. Makeup entrance there as well. Jeez, imagine yeah, 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 but on so I many know, different levels, you know. But I'm saying, you like, I mean, that's that's what Cork City's become, though. Like, you know, it's just their body, like one o'clock in the day, like, you know. Just, I don't. I, I think it's a disgusting. 
it says to be able to score it. Well, I know? guess they're completely out of it and have no idea. They're so known yeah, from their know. addictions. They have no idea where they are, what they're doing, or the places they're doing yeah. it in, you see. That's the thing. I know. I went to go ask me for the money, then she asked me for, what, three euros she asked me for, which is I thought was an odd number. Yeah. I asked to go for it, but anyway, I said, look, can't go to McDonald's and get some geese and stuff, stuff. That's what I said to her exactly. Did she give her money? She, I gave her a free Did you really? I yeah. did, I did. Because I felt sorry for her. But I, I look, cause I, that's what I said to her. I said, look, go to McDonald's around the corner or somewhere and or even went to the tournament and get some geese, please. She I, looked haggard. She looked beaten. She said, I can't. She said, because they're watching me. She said, that's the exact word she said to me. They're watching me? They're watching her. That's what I said. They, 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 were, they were, I don't know what, what I'm trying to call it. They were using her to go to people. Oh, the two lads were watching her that um, they wanted yeah, yeah, the fiver. Yeah, yeah. They would just take it off her. Yeah, yeah. But look, look I gave it to her. I said, please, please, go to McDonald's on the corner. I said, How old that's is the exact she? Said to her. How old is she? What, 22, 23, maybe, yeah. goes around that? Yeah, early, yeah. early 20s, maybe, yeah. 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 and younger yeah. and younger. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, like, you, fact, you, you, you know that people will say, if you give them, if you give somebody, an individual, a fiver or a euro or two euro, they will only use it to buy more drugs. I know, I know. And after they said, what I regretted it after, I was giving it to her. But I just gave it to her for food, you know, but she probably don't want to give that to the two lads, you know. They kind of, I don't know. They're caught in such a trap, you know. I was talking earlier in the week yeah, that there yeah, was a couple know, of there was a couple of characters caught breaking into a, a fellas an elderly man's house down on the Blackrock Scarred Road That's area. Right, yeah, so yeah. It turned out that yeah, it turned out that one of them had a three hundred euro a day heroin and crack cocaine habit, which means that every single week he's got to find twenty one hundred euro. He has to find That's it. Right, yeah. And the other girl, uh, was it hundred euro or something? You're spot on. You're dead right, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, like, so, I, I don't know. Where to get money from, Neil? I don't know. So they're constantly chasing money to feed their habit. Yeah. That's why so many people are being tapped up in town looking for money. It's not to get food or anything or to book into a hostel. It's to feed a drug habit. I'm not from from the city, Neil, okay? But I mean, I was walking over there because there's a few H point before that, so I came back into the city from the country, 20 miles from Cork. Right. But I mean, the amount of people that approached yesterday looking for money was just, whoa. You know? So had so you not know. been in for a while in the sense that it surprised you, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't know, yeah, it is. You know? And it's I think that's kind, yeah. kind of hit home, like, you know, but it, I don't know. Shooting up in broad daylight um, on a busy street yeah, next to a yeah, pub yeah, and an open would, restaurant. All the streets, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are an awful lot yeah, these yeah. days. I see an awful lot going yeah. on. I do. And I feel sorry yeah. for every single one of them in the situation and state that they're in. I really do. Yeah, Some yeah. people it's think they're a nuisance, but there's the son or a daughter behind that and, and, and a drug problem. That's the thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm a daughter myself. I'm right, um, carrying. If, 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 you know, I dread to think she ended up, ended up like that, like, you know. I know, I know. But um, I'm just waiting to Arneal. All right. Thanks, Arneal. Thanks okay. for taking the call. Thanks for the pick as well. Uh, again, more evidence of how bad it actually is. And, you know, bad for those who are in the scourge of addiction as well. Mike, good morning. Morning, bud. All right. So you want to pick up on yesterday um, with regards to those that come in and out of the country legally or illegally, those that are here as refugees or asylum seekers. And I appreciate there's a difference between the two and those that are arriving without any documentation. Go ahead. You have the floor now because I know you're you're quite annoyed, I believe, are you? I was just kind of frustrated with the fella that was on. It wasn't the day, yesterday, it was the day before, I think. He was just talking about... Uh, 
Ukrainian was coming to the country and women are scared to walk down the street because these people are living amongst them. But like, De- Declan, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's absolutely fucking ridiculous, uh, ridiculous that uh, he's coming on and spreading this racism and discrimination. You know, I think you shouldn't be giving those platforms to those kind of people when all they want to do is, you know, spread their agenda about foreigners. Yeah. The only thing I'd say in the offset about that is he didn't say Ukrainians. He said undocumented from lots of different countries, but not from Ukraine. I yeah, but like I listen to the radio like on a daily nearly, and like they talk about Ukrainians in that way as well. Like, but even if it's not Ukrainians, it's like there's like a stigma towards all foreigners that they're like that. You know what I mean? I'm a foreigner myself, so I've kind of had to grow up with all that as well. Mm, mm. Where where'd you where'd you come from? Uh, from Poland. All right. Many, many Poles came over here and by and large, nobody had an issue with it. Eastern Europeans coming over here to work, settle down, make a living, rare a family. Oh, definitely not. No, but like I, I grew up in a smaller town than Cork, so I've kind of experienced a bit more race. Than oh, well, I'm sorry to hear Cork, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the problem was for those that were talking on Wednesday was that all of a sudden up to 400 undocumented, well, I don't know if they're all undocumented. I do not know to be quite honest with you, but they say a proportion of them are in the country from other countries where they should be and where the first port that they landed in or the first country that they landed in and that a number of them destroy their documentation on uh, airplanes, that they're all young males um, and that they've all been put into one particular area, upwards of 400 of them uh, and nobody knows who they are or where they came from or the reasons that they're here and they are afraid. Okay, and so, it wasn't the fight speakers, it was just random. Ah, uh, well, they would be, they would come here and claim asylum, for sure they would. That's what they would have said at the airports, I understand that. Um, but, you know, if for, for maybe 400 men to arrive in a small area of Dublin to be put up in a converted old ESB office block, do you not think that the residents would have some concerns? I mean, if it is asylum seekers, I don't think the first thing in their mind is to go cause crime and in the city, you know, where they're seeking refuge. No, and um, I mean, I, I remember on Wednesday saying that we need more people to come over here to live and to settle down here and yeah. to work here because we can't get people to do all of the jobs that need doing anyway. Yeah, I heard that. I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Okay. okay. I just was a, a, a rage is what your man was saying, to be honest. I thought, like, people like that shouldn't come on to the radio, really. I know, like, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but, like, there's one thing having an opinion and another thing saying that just assuming on no, no basis, no facts or anything that this man is going to come in and cause a ruckus in Dublin you know, or wherever he's put in. Well, he lives in the community, I suppose. I mean, the foreign, foreign man, sorry. Yeah. Well, there, there could be 400 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. And, and listen, each and every single one of them might want to come here to start a new life and to work here and to contribute here. Absolutely. Right. Surely that should be like our first thought instead of, you know, should be innocent until proven guilty, no? Um, there would be, uh, well, yes, absolutely. But certainly there would be qu- questions and suspicions why anybody would destroy their documentation on an airplane and then land in the country with, I mean, you wouldn't be able to do it, you know, if you went overseas yeah. and destroyed your passport, for instance. Yeah, they wouldn't let you in. Would you, you have to be suspicious about that, wouldn't you? Or maybe that's just desperation. And how do they know for a fact that they did destroy those documents? 
I actually don't know. I, I must have missed the start of that. No, it's okay. Program. I mean, no, you're you're right because you you are making a valid point. You're as entitled to your point as people who disagree with you probably are entitled to theirs. But you worry that elderly. You think that many people with these points of view are elderly. Is it? Oh, hundred percent. I work. I work with similar uh, similar people in like. Like when I asked the fella the other day, he said that he, if it was up to him, he could get them all out of the country, all farm. What does he like mean that. by them? Like all farm people, sorry. Really? Yeah. Should I, could, ask him why he'd say that? Ah, uh, sure. The usual old, like, tale that they, they don't deserve anything in this country. That they're here just riding the system and bleeding us dry and, you know, we need, Pretty to, much, kick, yeah. we need to kick them all out. Yeah, so he's, clearly, he's not clearly walking. He's not clearly walking into different businesses or engaging with hotels or restaurants or offices or oh, different services. Not, no. Clearly, like he doesn't no. hear the he doesn't hear the accents of people who are working in Ireland now. No, I, and I get that as, uh, he has a very small-minded like point of view. Like, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to the radio and like they'd hear this fella come on and talk about with all these you know foreigners coming in undocumented potential dangers, and they would think to themselves that they definitely are, and that would give a stigma instantly on to okay. all, all right, good points. Happy to give you an opportunity to respond. Thanks, Mike. Uh, have a good weekend. Text 0868104106. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 0868104106. Gork's Red FM. Stop referring to the building in the East Wall Road, Dublin, as a converted old ESB office block. It's not. The ESB was a tenant in this building and vacated nearly three years ago. So I guess it was an empty building for the past three years then. Anyway, just a quick one on this, this side of 10. Pat, good morning. Morning, Neil. All right, I don't have a whole lot of time. You wanted to pick up on. Yeah, I was uh, just listening to Pascal Donahue on Morning Ireland this morning, and he was talking about these walls. He's meeting the residents today. Now, what he said there this morning is these people that are in there at the moment will be left there. But what he left out and he changed it afterwards was he said if we moved them from there, they could end up in my area. So then he changed that they could end up in other areas. Now, the problem Did he say my walls, area, though? Because I didn't hear he, that. He kind of he said in my constituency or whatever, it was related to his area. So what he was... He went saying, to say it, you think? Yeah, he went to say it and he changed it. But what he was basically saying is the security concerns here and I don't want it on my doorstep. So the, a lot of this has been put down as racism and whatever. And the, the, what the people in the East Wall have serious concerns is the fact that they're coming in unvetted, um, you know, these people. Now... Um, but we know that. Like, I mean, Mike pushed back on that actually. He says, and he's from Poland himself. He says, being foreign doesn't make you dangerous. No, it doesn't. And as I said, that's wrong. And that's why I say this whole thing is handled very badly. We handled this instead of the needy, we handed to the greedy. So whoever had a tree, uh, a building that was uh, empty for three years, fire them in there. Now, as was said there, these, this building is not even suitable to put people in. But what we have is somebody that owns that building that's politically affiliated, that wants to generate a bit of money. And this There's is a fortune being made in accommodation. There was a hotel there uh, uh, highlighted on a on a on a uh, WhatsApp there one day, and there was this hotelier, and people were cribbing that they were getting soup handed up, and he showed the soup, and he said, "Imagine giving this to a child." And the hotelier gave a roar across the floor to him, "If you don't shut up your mouth," he said, "I'd send you back to Rwanda." Now what it, it transpired is he's getting 135 a day for every head, and this is what this is all about. It's not about these people. The very 
very last thing the politics of this country is worried about is the people coming in. It's uh, what's been done here is this political football. They're generating wealth for rundown yeah, hotel owners. It's, it's making a lot of people very, and they're just not hotels or guest houses or B and Bs or or holiday homes or holiday parks. It's a lot more yeah, than I that. It is converted buildings. It's old convents. It's old stuff like that. It's. Uh, a lot yeah, of but if they put them into all convents and didn't affect the housing thing and didn't start, what's really rubbing people up is these modular homes. There's people being made homeless there at the moment, their own people, and they're rubbing them up by mentioning these modular homes. If the, the only obligation we have for this country is legally obliged to house these people. End of story. There shouldn't be any social welfare. There shouldn't be any right to work. They should be housed here in convents and whatever until the war is over and then return to their country and then they upset nobody. But the way they're handling... Well, this, this is a different story now at the moment, whether it's, you know, 200, 300, 400 male undocumented men. And I don't know whether that is the case or not, undocumented. Before the war ever started. Not the war now. I'm talking, these, these, these men over here are not from Ukraine. Yeah, but before this ever started, or any war or anything, the people coming in here, as the, the, the earlier speaker was saying, um, people, foreign people have come to this country, they've made a life, they're working, they're part of the community and they're welcomed here and by all means. And they have a problem with this uh, as well. They have a problem with even before war or anything they have a problem with these people uh, coming in here uh, not interested in working and just uh, using the system and as they call this place is Treasure Island. Who says they, they call it Treasure there. Island? Yeah, yeah. So this is Who says, how do you know now. somebody calls Ireland Treasure Island? That was said on several programmes. That's what um, but, Ireland is yeah, referred but to. This, as. It is Treasure Island because what sickened me as well is there was a, there's a person there now and he's level four cancer and he had to fight for a medical care. These people come in and they're basically handed it. All so right. what our yeah. political system is saying, come in here, we have a load of rundown hotels, we need to generate wealth for the Galway 10 crowd and come in here and generate the wealth. Forget about the tourist system. They've given the two fingers to the tourist system. But what the the greedy hoteliers will uh, get back big time is when this is all over, they won't have people to go to their hotel. And that video, I know, but that video footage, just very finally, was a hotelier shouting at somebody, if you don't eat the soup that I give you, I'll send you back to Africa. Rwanda. Rwanda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Pat, appreciate it. Text 0868104106. Interesting calls this morning. We'll pick it up after 10. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104106. Red FM. Free Food Friday, lads. Your opportunity to scoop food for 15 to 20 of you, courtesy of ourselves in Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So we'll get uh, the chicken wings to start, the chicken skewers and the beef skewers. And the main event then includes chicken wraps, chicken pittas and beef burgers basted in the Piri Piri sauce. And the sides then include the Piri salted fries, the rice and the very popular waffle fries. And then you got the mayo and the garlic puree mayo and then you can build your own dessert big huge cheesecake with lots of different toppings so it really is a feast so text who you are and where you are to 086 8104 as we say good morning with free food friday shout outs to everybody at twilight news on patrick street paul street in the bus station grp roofing supplies on the tremor road donsworth office supplies on forge road amazing
amazing staff they'd love a treat for the end of the week Inside Insurance are listening one of our colleagues and friend Anthony is leaving us to head to London to start a new life so best of luck Anthony from everybody at Inside Insurance RPC Haulage and Granar are listening Absolute Property Group also everybody at the Endoscopy Ward in the Matter Private in Citygate uh, everybody who's listening at Breath of Fresh Air Montessori and Cresh and Carrigaline Elaine says it's my last day working here uh, and I would love to surprise the girls and say thank you for the last seven years we listen every lunch break and listen to it on the way and to and from work every day great show and thanks to all of my colleagues they're a breath of fresh air that's a lovely tribute to your workmates Elaine well said uh, and many people then I suppose would be texting looking for food that they would keep for the toy show so my sister Maria and her husband Philip who work hard they would love to win it for the late late toy show Scrappy and everybody at Cork Metal in Dublin Hill are listening 16A Barbershop on Evergreen Street the Architectural and Metal Systems Company in Little Island working hard always listening Listening, Nutrition and Water Garcilla, Oris Launton, Denny's Cross, Glintown Care Centre in Glamour. And just one or two more, Hepburn Professionals. Uh, they're down by the two mile inn and poor old Bronx just spotted a rat heading off with his lunch, the poor devil. <laughs> so he wants me to re- replace his stolen lunch. <laughs> What did the rat get away with, I wonder? Horgan's Garage in Kerry Pike, the pharmacy department at the Marcy Hospital, and Pearl Acid Painters, who are brightening up people's day on this Black Friday. Well, it's not black weather-wise, but it is a Black Friday shopping-wise. So keep those texts coming. Text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. Lots to do after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Okay, we'll plow on, get through as much as we can. A big shout out, though, to Rebecca English, who this morning delivered to us the most beautiful little biscuit cakes. They are gorgeous, and they are so professionally done, and also individually wrapped. And I have them here in front of me, and they say, the Late Late Toy Show. Oh, my God, they are just an absolute treat. Well done, Rebecca. You are seriously good at cake and biscuit making. Thank you for those. We're so happy to get them in a beautiful little box. Today is the Late Late Toy Show. I'm going to keep one of those, bring it home and give it to my daughter because you've never come across anybody that's as big a fan of the Late Late Toy Show as my daughter Kathy. Now I know that it goes from strength to strength and apparently people watch it all over the world I heard this morning. This is the 47th edition um, of uh, the uh, family favourite the Wizard of Oz, sorry, the Late Late Toy Show being themes tonight The Wizard of Oz. And I think everybody loves Tubbs, don't they? They really do. He's really made the show his own. Um, And, you know, Pat Kenny had a go at it, but I don't think he got there, not as much as, say, Tubbs did. And, of course, the original of the species was the great Gay Burns. So it happens tonight, and everybody will be downing tools for the late, late toy show. Um, And lovely cakes, and thank you for them. You're very kind, Rebecca. Uh, Really and truly a lovely touch. Yesterday... I was chatting on the air about students and they were queuing outside pubs very early. In fact, some of them apparently were camping outside the pubs at half past five in the morning to be guaranteed a place in the likes of the Harp Bar on Powderup Road, Sissy Young's on Bandon Road or Flannery's on the Glashian Road. Uh, and there were other pubs as well that had um, a lot of students in partying yesterday with live music and DJs and all sorts of things from half past ten. Now, you can say what you want about drinking at that hour of the morning. I get that. And it comes, of course, with a health warning. But at the same time, it was a perfectly fine day. There was no trouble, no hassle. Everybody was in great form. How do we know that? Because there was no reports of any issues from Garda Shikona and added to the fact that yesterday afternoon, Seamus Whelan caught up because he wanted to be part of the fun in the parting and went parting with the students yesterday afternoon.
prepared for the exams, you know. <laughs> and what's the plan for the rest of the day now? Uh, anywhere that will take us. Yeah, anywhere that will take us, to be honest, I think. Yeah. I'll probably be home by like 4 o'clock. And have you been out early this morning? We pranks at 8. We were in here about approximately 9 and my friend here came in at 10. Now look, we all get into the same place, so life is good, naturally. We're only just out now. So you're seasoned, so you've done this before? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is my first Christmas, even though I missed this is my last. <laughs> my last. But it can all die down now at 4 o'clock, like, so... And what happens after 4 then? We'll all head into town, so like everyone tries to go to the pubs up by College Road, like Seong, Skya, and all that. everything. Local, that's it, and then we all head into town to like Conway's everything, so... It'd be a good night, a long night ahead, like, yeah. so... <laughs> So you've budgeted for the for the night, oh have God, you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Budgeted about two weeks ago, I'd say. Do you paste yourselves or like what's what's well, the we plan? Well, we have a good fry off and then we yeah. <laughs> well, I had a breakfast this morning, so that was my pacing. Few sausages and rashes, and you're all set to go then. A bit of soakage. <laughs> exactly, yeah. that's it. When you go out, do you, do you just kind of bring out enough money just for a certain amount of drinks, or do you just kind of? I'd say See what goes. Yeah, we spend it. You got paid towards the morning, like so. Sandy. <laughs> we, le we left Cove there at uh, seven o'clock this morning. Yeah. Seven o'clock train to the city. Yeah. The bus out there. We, we, we were in Flannery's early today, but it's too packed. It takes too long to get a point, so we left. An hour to get a point. Yeah, an hour. Joke, really. Yeah. And will you get the train home again, or? Is it, is it just uh, in here for the long haul and see what happens? We're in for the long haul. We'll see what really. happens. It's, it's gonna we be, might get the train, we might it's get a spin be, home at train. It's going to be a long day, but realistically, when it comes to one or two o'clock, we just get a taxi home. It's, uh, it's always good good buzz around, you know, uh, College Road. Did you come out queuing at half seven no, this morning? No, at the rest no, of no, no. We, we did it last we didn't. We were going we, we were going to, but we heard the weather this morning and we said we'd leave it off because we'd be drowned by the time it came to 12 o'clock. So. Do you uh, kind of plan on the amount of drinks you're going to have today oh, or is it just oh, you bring the money out and... Uh, no, have you, you drank yourself? You, you never have no crack when you have a plan. It's better to leave it go the way it goes. Whatever happens, happens. That's the best way to have it. Enjoy it as it comes. And you went out early last year, so how did that last go year. for you? We didn't get into the pub. We tried getting in in the morning. Yeah. We're in the queue at like... What time was it? Oh, you weren't there. Oh, yeah. It was about 8 o'clock, we were in the queue. Yeah. And then they opened doors at like 10 and we didn't get in. We were, think we were thinking about it last night, but we heard there was people camping outside the pub last night to get in. So we said we'd call it off after that. Anyway, if there's camping outside Camping the outside, oh, there, there was yeah. tents set up outside the half uh -huh. last night. We're not that ready, desperate. Ready to get in, so we said, we're not that desperate, we'll so, leave it off. Man, those people... Like those people outside Flannery's at half five as well. Half five this morning, there's people outside. And would they not have prints or something at home, no? That's what we did. That's a, a half hour in the morning, I said not. They're like sheep, or one goes, the rest will follow, isn't that it? Are you lining up as well? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you in your first year as well? Are you mature What's student, your name? That's it, yeah. What's your own name? Seamus. Seamus, we don't have a point. Get us in and <laughs> we'll 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 <laughs> Go on, I'll see what I can do here, though. You're, uh, are you a bit mad queuing to get into somewhere like yeah. this? Have you been queuing long or? Yeah, we've been queuing ages. Queuing ages. And like how long have you been out since? I'm um, like 11. Obviously you're not, it's not your first year. No. All of our friends is. were up at like 60. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to do this again. Like, so I was like, I'll go in kind of late. And this is the only place that had less queue. Like, it was like, um, the heart had like the biggest queue. I saw that this yeah, morning. Yeah, people were camping out. I heard that since yeah. I this morning. Yeah, camping out. You won't get the urge to do that, no? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't 
kind of wish we got up earlier though now because yeah, now, now we're waiting so long Friday, you're like maybe I should have got up at half seven maybe I came to town at half seven yeah right? exactly yeah but it's a long day though I know sorry we have to do it alright mate yeah. and what's the plan for the rest of the day now uh, probably at five go to Conway's start yeah, tuned for Conway's at five for a nap or something yeah <laughs> oh did you get any soakage in the meantime or? yeah we are cold yeah. My feet are freezing, mate. Yeah, we did. We got feet. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourselves? Have you been here a while? Um, we had a lecture from oh, 10 to 11. You didn't go to the church? We did, we did, we did. Yeah. That's why people are late, because yeah, it's the lecture. And did so, you prints before it or anything? No, though? we literally came straight and we went to Newbury straight after 11. And then we came here. We've been waiting here since 12 o'clock. Two hours, yeah. Two hours? Yeah. Would it not have been easier to go to North Laces, no? We did, yeah. and we drank our drink in yeah. the queue. And what is it about actually celebrating Christmas a month early? Um, yeah, exams happen and like a slimeness is built up, so it's like the only month where you can have any form of freedom. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I don't know, everyone's like, everyone just goes through like, like we're all at home for Christmas. So we thought, why not celebrate now when we're all here together? Like, I started myself at around half seven, eight o'clock this morning. But I think the bouncer of the pubs of Ireland need to kind of look at this whole situation here and kind of think about it again because the whole thing is it's not right. People queuing up for hours. Uh, will you will you will you keep going now all day or? I will. I will. I will. Are you, you crashing, burning about no. hours time? Yeah, you have you have to keep going. You have to keep going. No doubt about it. And what's the plan so for the rest of the day? The plan for the rest of the day, stay going, see what happens. Take it take each other as it comes to the other. an email here from somebody who's certainly not looking forward to Christmas and wondering whether they're the only one but um, lovely lovely Vox from uh, the students parting yesterday I'd say they're an awful lot quieter now today I loved a couple of the lines in there one was a fellow he left Flannery's because he was an hour to get a pint took one hour to get a pint that's one way of pacing yourself across a long day I suppose another fellow says he was going to go home mid-afternoon for a nap You'd go for a nap and not wake up and miss all part two of the fun. And then some of them even went to lectures yesterday morning, in fairness to them. It's a tradition. And it's a tradition, of course, that they do every year. Speaking of uh, Christmas, it's okay to play a Christmas song this morning because it is exactly a month now to Christmas Day. Today being the 25th day of November. And on the 25th day of December, of course, it will be upon us. A lot of texts. Um, we were talking about crime earlier on this morning. Somebody has come up with a stat. There's been over 35 incidents of knife crime in Cork alone in the last three years. What is the sentence if you're caught carrying a knife? I believe it's only three months. That's in itself is a disgrace and says a lot. Um, and then other people wanted because I was talking about all the new college extensions on Lee side. Up to a hundred million euro worth to be spent on college extensions. And again, the question needs to be asked. Will that mean more students? And if so, where are they all going to live? And on the experience that we started earlier with this woman uh, who obviously needs to sit down and have a real long think about herself and how she treats other people, or maybe she's got issues that she needs addressing. Anger management, there could be. Somebody says it's all rage since COVID, Neil. You see it on the roads as well. It's hell. So this is the woman who gave grief to her mother with her buggy and started banging her trolley off the buggy with the child still in it because they were in her way. That woman did nothing wrong. It's the woman putting the child in the buggy that was causing an obstruction. I I really don't know how you can make that out. 
in a huge big bloody car park that you just wouldn't go around another way and leave the mother with the child trying to get the child into the back of the car. The child was asleep in the buggy. The Tesco in Middleton is exactly the same. Parent and toddler spaces are always taken by people with no children with them, says Jackie. In fairness, I believe the parking in these places should be all the size of the mother and baby spaces from the start. Well, we used to call them mother and child spaces. I suppose they're parent and child now, aren't they? Uh, Why don't they put the parent and child spaces around the back and not nearest the door? Problem solved. No more grief. Bad manners and anger on the road is on the increase for sure. I can't understand when you give way to someone on the road, for instance. They can't acknowledge it. Simple and basic manners and bad attitude with more young people and both sexes. So here we go, hammering the young again. In actual fact, you'd find that they're probably more uh, mannerly than people with old, older people with worse driving habits. Uh, my grandmother had a stroke seven weeks ago today and I parked in the CUH car park seven days a week. After work last week, I came out to the car after visiting and my pregnant partner couldn't open the passenger door. Somebody had obviously opened their door and damaged mine. Must have been some whack. My first ever brand new car and this close to Christmas. It will cost me nearly a thousand euro to put right. CUH makes nearly two million a year and there are no cameras. Of course, the person who did the damage didn't own up. So I guess that's just the world we live in now, eh? Oh my God. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable that people would do that kind of damage to a car uh, and, uh, and just just drive off. I was on the South Link last Sunday week uh, as a front seat passenger in a car heading towards the first set of lights from the Kinsale roundabout towards the city, you know, opposite Tremor Park. We were in the outside lane. Out of the corner of my eye, I noticed the car in the inside, in the inside lane was very close to us. So I looked over and an extremely irate driver had the window down and looking very aggressively, shouting and making hand gestures at me. I told my friend, the driver, suddenly the guy drove in a manner to push us towards the central reservation and sped off. We were both in shock trying to process what happened. We still can't understand what caused this aggression, and we really had a lucky escape. I thanked my friend for his quick action. Um, He braked fast. That saved us. It's upsetting. We were wanting a nice few social hours in town, but it was completely destroyed by this. I then got out of the car on McCurtain Street to be met by a group of drunken men shouting remarks into my face. Why would you want to head out any day or go anywhere near the city? Thank you for those texts. Keep them coming. Text 0868104106. Back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818104106. Red FM. Two sides to every story. How can you say uh, what you said regarding the woman with the buggy in the shopping center car park? Um, well, uh, the point the text was making and asking me the question, have you ever had your car scratched when someone has taken a shortcut through parked cars when there's a path for the trolleys only a few feet away? Clearly not. There's two sides to every story. Yes, I have had my car scratched. I think everybody probably has. No, I've never scratched a car with a trolley. Uh, no, I wouldn't try and get a trolley down uh, between two cars. I would, if at all possible, use the... Um, I don't even know whether it's right or wrong to say this, but I would try and use the areas if there was nowhere to get to my car, where cars drive up and down and safely get to my car that way. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I think, yeah, if it wasn't, if it was kind of like a walkway for people to push their trolleys, right? I accept that. But if there's a woman there with a the buggy and a sleeping child and she's just there before you... You need to have the patience and the manners to wait. I mean, what's the big deal? Or to back up, if at all possible. 
I think it's just common courtesy. Anyway, a quick shout out to my small fella Aaron Hennessy for tonight's show, the toy show. He's rapping on the toy show tonight. And his dad, Darren, and his sister, Shana, got in touch with me to wish him well. So good luck tonight, Aaron. You'll be fantastic. Could you please say hello to Sheila from the Golden Girls, who's home after two weeks in the COH? I certainly will, because we're mad about her. She's home now a week and couldn't wait to have you blaring in the house again. I think half the Balafihan Parish Here's your uh, radio show when she's home. Thanks. And that's from her daughter, Siobhan and Deirdre. Welcome home, Sheila. I hope you've made a full recovery. Great to have you back amongst us. And uh, listen, if I don't get to say it this side of Christmas, happy Christmas to you. Enjoy the weekend as well. Can you say a huge thank you to our neighbours in Glen Heights who rallied around an elderly lady who fell, fell and broke her hip yesterday. And also the postman, Tony, who came to her aid. He's a trained first responder and he had the ambulance within an hour. Um, and I suppose it could have been sooner, but at least it came within the hour. So well done to everybody in Glen Heights who helped that elderly lady who fell and painfully broke her hip yesterday. Will you ever give a shout out to the ESB road crews for working in the torrential rain yesterday? We had a peal of thunder and straight away a lightning strike. So it must have been directly overhead. It took out the power to 12 houses in Waterfall. Within two hours of the outage, the crew had the power back on again. Give them a shout out. Job done. The ESB road crews yesterday working in the torrential rain because there were power outages because of it. Anyway, text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. It's Black Friday today. Monday will be Cyber Monday. God knows that we're beaten foolish with all of the advertising on television and indeed radio. You pick up a newspaper now this morning, you will see page after page after page of advertising for Black Friday. And constantly then we're being bombarded with advertising about Christmas, whether it's food, whether it's gifts, or indeed whether it's toys. Not the ones that Santi will bring, but all of the other bits and pieces that are bought. And I got um, uh, an email on this from somebody who literally, and I imagine there are many, We're looking for advice and a bit of help, sitting, fearing the next few weeks. My kids are already on the countdown to the big day, and I'm just dreading it. Since September, we've been bombarded with Christmas adverts. And now the toy show. It's just a three-hour ad for the most expensive toys. How can I tell my children that money is tight this year, tighter than any other year? I don't want to break their little hearts. I can't help but wonder, am I alone feeling this or are others suffering also, not wanting to let down their children? Um, That's interesting because I know we actually posted this on social and got a big response to it from people who wanted to get involved in that conversation. And I will read some of those out in a few minutes time. But just ahead of that, Billy, good morning. Hello, Neil. How are you? you I'm well, thank you. You think that she's not alone, um, as she said, dreading uh, and not looking forward to Christmas? I, I'm on my own for years, Neil Byen. <laughs> I still enjoy Christmas. Yeah, but she's, yeah, okay, but she's kind of making the point that she just can't afford it and doesn't want. Oh, Neil, I couldn't afford, I can't afford Christmas for years, my dear man. It's as simple as that. You know. Yeah, yeah, but are you do you have do you have? I don't mean to pry, but do you have a lot of presents to buy? I don't buy nothing, boy. Because they, my my family know I don't have anything. I, I wouldn't have the money anyway for it, like yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of lucky that way. <laughs> They're all well to do anyway. Neil, thank thank God for them. Yeah, that lady is not the yeah. only one looking forward to Christmas. She says I'm alone for a but, few years now, but you still love it. But like, yeah, when when you say like, alone, how do you mean alone? Oh, as I am now alone. 
at a room. Even if there was a crowd around there, when you're out, you're still alone. Mm. Mm. Why, why, why are you alone, though? Relationships and everything like that. And I don't know. I just, just no interest anymore. Yeah. You I, s- I gave you- up. I kind of gave up uh, living like. Really? In one sense, yeah. I go out now. The only thing that I enjoy you now is going down along there to meet a few of the lads and have a crack and a joke. Have two pints on the way home again. Yeah. What is that like a couple of times a week, is it? <laughs> it well, no. It could be only about two times a week, to be honest with you. Because it's just too expensive to do that. Yeah. 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 I get my money on the towers and it goes way down and, you know... I have to get to shopping then as well, which is not a few bob. So the money, I don't have the money, Neil. Yeah, and and it's important that you go for the few pints. It absolutely is, and to meet your pals because otherwise, oh, it is. otherwise, would you, you you wouldn't see anybody, no? Other than that, no. You'll be the well, I'm starting to chat now this morning, but I'm often here on my own, and it's all Texas, Neil. No one rings the phone anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's unless it's about a bill or something. <laughs> so would you be days without talking to anybody? Oh yeah. And what yeah. about what about Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Stephen's Day? Well, I I go Christmas Eve now, all right, like, and uh, Christmas Day I be here me on, like, and Stephen's Day I might go out. You know. When you say out, when you go out, say Christmas Eve or Stephen's Day, where would you go? At the pub, Neil. Yeah, that's your lifeline, yeah. the pub, then, and your pals. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. It's what, it's what it's the last thing I've left in my life, Neil. I can't work because of the health grounds. Yeah. And I was I was working with city council, and it was brilliant. I thought I'd still be there to be honest with you, but uh, the way the health went with me, bang, done and dusted since twenty fourteen. Can't and, do uh, anything physical or laborious or carrying or lifting or anything like that. Is no, that what it is? no, yeah. too too much, like. And tell me. If 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 your life centres around meeting your pals in the pub, how did you manage when the, all the pubs were shut during COVID? I didn't move outside the door for three months, by The furthest I got was my front gate. Yeah, yeah. And if they honest, know my brother-in-law there, runs to the head and he, uh, he was bringing up me food. And, um, I was going to say to you, oh yeah, there was one of the lads rang me, he said, come on in town for a coffee someday, but, you can only drink so much coffee. I know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what, do, you, do you cook for yourself and things like that? Oh, you, yeah. You obviously well, do if you I go do. out and buy the shopping, yeah. But Christmas Day, would you, will you have a bit of a dinner? I have a duck Christmas Day. On your own? On my own. And have you been having Christmas Day on your own for a long time? Well, if you're not a buddy of mine there, he asked me don't he's more than house there, uh, I suppose it's two years ago now. And we had a great time. It was brilliant. I was actually, that girl asked me there last week, all right, to know will I go to her house for a, yeah. a good friend of mine, like, to go to her house for dinner. But, like, Christmas Day is a family day, or Neil, I think, like. And I know? I know, and I, 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 I'm not going to go into the relationship issues because that's private and personal. Yeah. Your, 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 yeah. your dad passed away um, around about Christmas in 1919, and your mam was buried on Little Women's Christmas 2008. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you feel that life is kind of slipping you by, Neil? I'd be looking forward to Torsa, the lads, the lads, the few bob in the pocket. You're 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 very happy when you have the few bob in your pocket. People be telling me to me 
that money isn't everything. Money is everything, Neil. Believe me. Yeah, usually the ones and that it, tell you money I, isn't everything are the ones that have loads of it. I'll load it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Try living but without I was never, it. I was, I was never cute with money anyway, Neil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's your lifeline, meeting the buddies for a few pints of a Thursday. Meeting the buddies for a few pints and having the old slag and then, you know, the crack. But then when that's over, you're kind of like on pause waiting for next Thursday I, to meet the lads again. I, exactly, but I don't even think about it. If I had to think about what happened to me down there, I'd, I, I'd be in the river ten times over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to do a stupid thing like that. No. Of course not. No, absolutely no. not. You're not even considering something like that. I mean, you no, got, you're, still, you're still laughing and you're smiling and looking forward to seeing the lads. All the time. Yeah. 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 All right. Don't well, they, they, they often rang me up there and say, come on, don't we get your three points? So, you can't go wrong, like, really. No. They're your family, aren't they, really, Billy, when you think of it? They are when it boils down to it. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, if, if you're in need of anything, um, and if you're yeah. listening regularly, do stay in touch, you know? Or should I, re- I listen to them nearly every morning? Right. It'll be around day. All right, fine. Well, any, pl- any plans for the weekend, then, no? Uh, no. No plans, no, for this weekend. I might go tomorrow all right for a bit, like, but uh, the be only... Tomorrow's Saturday, isn't it, yeah? It is. So, it is. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, here shall we see? We sure. see. All right, bye. All right, look after yourself, all right? Uh, all right, Neil. Cheers, bye. Take care, take care. Good luck, Lovely, good luck. lovely good luck. Cork man, lovely Cork character, Billy. Look after yourself. Claudine, good morning. Good morning, Neil. All right, uh, okay. I wasn't expecting a call like that. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. I think it's a sad time of year anyway for everyone. And I suppose that's an example of how Christmas can be a very lonely time. Never mind that it's a lot of pressure on people financially. Anyway, do you dread it? Yes, well, this year especially. Because of your dad, is it? Passing yes, away? Yes, he passed away on the 30th of September. I know, and that's and only weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, not even two months. Yeah, and will you, yeah. will, you, will you get on with Christmas, do you think, because of the loss? <sighs> I'll have to, because we've for mom's sake and my three nephews and we've had to close with them sure so has to happen yeah go yeah. through the motions yeah but he'll be he'll be missed because he was very central to a lot on Christmas oh, Eve and things like that I mean everything just the turkey boil the ham prep the veg um, woke us all up Christmas morning cleaned up the wrapping paper did everything he was the heart and soul of Christmas and, and his was, sight wasn't great while he was doing all those things no dad was visually impaired but he managed to adapt and still do everything he needed he to do. Everything. The only thing he couldn't do, I'd say, Neil, would drive. And was everything. he was he sick for a while or was it sudden? Um, about 12 months he was diagnosed with cancer in the lining of his stomach. Yeah. And he went into Marymount for physio. Yeah. For his hands because it was a side effect of his chemo. And he was in there three days and he kind of took a bit of a turn. And... But in the space of a week, he was gone. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Mm. Will you raise a glass to him, though, on Christmas? Oh, by God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's yeah. kind of, it's your responsibility to keep it going in his memory, right? Yes, definitely. Okay. What was you, what's your dad's name? Sean. Sean, okay. Sean Kavner. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, a yeah. nice little tribute to him this morning. I know you're not looking yeah. forward to it, but, you know... We raise a glass from as you say. You raise a glass from as you say. Yeah. All right. Thanks, yeah. Claudine. Take care. Thank Cheers. You. I'll stay with this actually. Sheila, good morning. Good morning, Neil. What do you say to a, a mother of children who are counting down to the big day and she's in dread because she hasn't got money? 
Well, Neil, you know, you know, I mean, on on Facebook last night, uh, people were, you know, were saying by saving stamps and, you know, vouchers and things like that. But we all heard during last week there about happened with people with vouchers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, for, the, down. for the butchers, but, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it could be a toy shop, it could be um, little... We don't... No, no, you know, at the moment what's going to be happening... But you see, shop. you have to have the money to buy the voucher. I mean, OK, you can say but you can I'm save... what I'm saying is, me, my, my opinion would be that you, if it was only 10 euro a week, 5 euro a week, you print your credit union. I've always done a manage for Christmas. When my kids were small, even we, I did a manage. So, like, come September, I start buying things, you know, they're closed, and then I had the money when I get my manage in the first week in December. I'd have the toys put away in Kilgrews, and I'd go in and pay for them then, and then you'd have your dinner and everything. Okay. I know everyone can do it, but... But are you, part you of a mani- are you part of a group of people in the same manage? I do it myself uh, for my family. Right. So you take their my money, family you mind it. me every week, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's no fear of you doing a runner with it because in the past people have done a runner with the manage. You oh my God, Neil, why would you be doing a runner? Where would I be going? It's not that big money at all. I'm not that. doing it for hundreds of people. <laughs> uh, Neil, I'm not that... Oh my God, Neil, I'm not, I'm not taking your calls anymore. No, you're accusing me <laughs> I'm, only, I'm not accusing you. I'm saying what I said was you would never do a runner with the family's marit manage. <laughs> I couldn't anyway because they'd be after me. They'd know where I'd be. They'd track you down. No, but no, but oh, seriously. No, but seriously. If she hasn't got the money and it's tight, how does she tell the children who'll sit down and watch the three-hour television ad tonight that she claims the toy show is that but you can't you know, have you it? Just, you know, you have to tell them. You know, like recession. We have a recession. You know how the electricity and everything has gone up. And maybe if she go to the Vincent de Paul, they might. You know, they will help her. There's people out there will help her. But isn't it you gone mental? Isn't it the whole commercialism insane? I mean, you can... Oh. Okay, you've got the pressures of Christmas and they decide then that they're going to have a Black Friday today, a month to Christmas, as if people hadn't got enough grief as it was. Uh, but that's only... Neil, Black Friday to me is only stuff they can't get rid of. <laughs> Probably is. It's like sales. So, like, you know what I mean? Be fair. And anyway, even when the toy show was on for years, there were we day born, or the on him. I mean, my kids want, would change their mind. They didn't want this at all, and I'd have it up in the loft. <laughs> you know? I just tell them that Santa have it made now, and you can't exchange it. <laughs> That's it. Good answer. You have to be one step you know? ahead of them all the time, don't you? <laughs> oh, uh, you have to be up at four o'clock to catch up with me, Neil. <laughs> I can clearly see that. All right, well, good luck to you. Look after Thanks yourself, Thanks very Sheila. much, Neil, and happy Christmas. Uh, you I don't for you between then. All right, okay, girl, bye-bye. take care. Good luck with the manage. All will be well. Meanwhile... Your opportunity to get involved in Diamond Dilemma, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll open the phone lines just after 11 o'clock this morning. We have a 200 euro voucher to give away every day this week. Today is our fifth and final day, courtesy of Michelle the Jewellers on Patrick Street. Family run business, 60 years in business and a great place to visit this side of Christmas time. So a 200 euro voucher. We'll open the phone lines just after 11. I will take two callers on the air. I have the diamond suit from the deck of cards, all 13 diamond cards. You can pick a number between 1 and 13. Whoever gets the highest diamond wins the 200 euro voucher. Couldn't be simpler than that. Talk 
to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Let's uh, just be in the festive spirit and remember what we all do all year. Mind each other. Or at least that's what we should be saying. With regards to children, it's okay to say no. My parents said it all the time. We all turned out good. The guilt is no good. Bake with them and buy what you can. Sit down and listen. And remember, it's all about love. This guilt we feel is new. Let's just know we're all trying to do our best. Uh, another one here, Breda says, I'm not doing Christmas this year. No interest whatsoever. Santi sorted. That's it. And it's all because a special person will be missing this year around our table. Emma says, uh, might sound corny, but this is true. When we focus on what we get or what we don't get, we become depressed. Try and change your focus. Find someone who is worse off or lonely or just someone that helps you out in your day to day and give them a card. Give them a compliment. Christmas is about giving, not getting. That lesson starts for children and it starts in the home. Just make memories with your kids. That's what they really will remember about Christmas when they're older. They will remember how fun it was to be with you and the things that you did together. They won't remember the toys. And if it helps, you can tell them that you pay Santi for their toys like we do with our daughters so she doesn't go overboard and tell Santi has lots of children. Tell her that Santi has lots of children around the world so he has to get to all of them too, says Keith. I love that idea. I love the way you say kids won't remember the toys. The memories will be everything else about Christmas. Linda says, it's okay. There are hardly any toys on the toy show anymore and you don't really get a chance to see the ones that are. It'll just be the usual Ryan Tuberty virtue signalling show, says Linda. <laughs> People love tubs. I don't know whether Linda's amongst them. Um, another one here. Well, I did Christmas on a certain budget per person. That's how I cope. Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, they'll have a great time once something is under the tree. Aldi and Lidl have lovely things in at the moment as well, says Louise. I told my two, put one big wish and three small ones on Santi's list and he'll do what he can. If we get more, it'll be good and a bonus. They're just four and six and I'm trying to set the tone going forward so they know what to expect, says Lee. And Samantha says, uh, Mama, your kids will appreciate whatever you can afford. A few gifts and a healthy ma'am is all they need. And if I can help in any way, feel free to get in touch, uh, says Samantha. People these days give kids outrageous amounts of stuff. It's crazy. They're nothing but spoiled brats. Not like in our day. We'd respect what we got when we get it, says PJ. It's probably too late now, but get them to make their letters before the toy show so they can't go looking for everything they see on the toy show. An interesting piece of advice. I told my son that soon as he turns 10... um, I can't read this out. I can't. I've seen it for the first time. I've been making enough lot of people upset if I read that one out, particularly the kids. Can I just say, try not to be too hard on yourself. If Mammy isn't happy over the festive season, then the kiddies won't be happy either. As far as the presents are concerned, Santi can only do what Santi can do. It's far more important you spend time together doing fun activities and things that you will remember. Not everyone loves Christmas, I suppose, believe me. Uh, and one final one. One year, my boy said he wanted a Lego set, 1,500 euro worth. So I told him that the reason it cost so much to buy was because it took so long to make and that maybe it wouldn't be fair to put the elves under so much pressure when they have so many children in the world to make stuff for. He accepted that. 
a child picking out a 1500 euro Lego set. I mean, why would Lego even make a 1500 euro Lego set, putting parents under such pressure and the elves working so hard at the North Pole? Back after 11, keep those texts coming. Text 0868 104 106. 104 to 106. Red FM. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Okay, it's a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Perry Perry, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. You still have about 20 minutes to get your final WhatsApp shout-outs in, so you can text or WhatsApp 086-8104-106, who you are and where you are. Get texting. As I say, good morning to everybody at McKechnie's Cleaners who are looking for some feeding today, working hard uh, and would uh, like some nosh. Everybody at PGB Sports. To Kirby Carr dismantling in Ballinacurra, Middleton who are listening. Very busy getting people back on the road. To National Seaways at the Port of Tivoli. Um, uh, Joe Crowley Oils in Inishannon, Allied Profiles Limited, Dan and Mallow are listening, Clearstream working in the city, Orchid Centre in the CUH are listening, and Billy M is back with another poem. Free Food Friday for the gang and me. We just got round to buying a tree. We need our strength to put up the lights. The best way would be Piri Piri Bites. <laughs> Keep them coming, Billy M. Unique fit out in Glanmire for Narns Depot. Uh, Cork County Councillor working hard in the Cove Glanmire area. Classic windows in Columni. The checkout girls in Dunn stores gearing up for a few mad weeks ahead. Good morning to Susan and all of them. Don't know which... Um Oh, it's Douglas. All right. Uh, Duns and Douglas. Thank you. Uh, Blades Department still fixing aircraft engines for all the people of Cork, says John. Um, I must drop my airport engine in for a repair. <laughs> Or a service. Shipping Solutions looking forward to food. Andrea and the staff working round the clock. Even Santa Claus is looking for them to help him out this year. Shipping Solutions. He's so busy. Brothers of Charity Day Service Staff Bridgewater Homes in Kerry Pike. Blockwall Developments in Ballinglana. Donovan Auto Services in Glanmire. Smurf at Kappa. TLC Unlimited Creche and Preschool in uh, Blarney. EBO Home Rescue. Uh, morning to Mike and all the team. Uni- Unified Packaging Group out in Carrick Tool, Northside Tiles in the, or Tires in the Old Manor Road. The HIPE Department, I would pronounce that HYPE at the Mercy University Hospital. ECI JCB, the staff in the Yall and District Nursing Home. Enable Ireland Adult Services, everybody at uh, Building Stone in Dripsy, O'Leary and O'Sullivan Developments in Knockraha, and just two more, Douglas Rochestown, Educate Together, and Little Hands Childcare on the Redemption Road. So you've got about 20 minutes now left to text who you are and where you are for a final Free Food Friday shout-out, courtesy of ourselves in Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So text 0868-104-106. Meanwhile... Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play Diamond Dilemma with Michelle, the jewellers, providing us with 200 euro vouchers to give away every day this week. So it's the fifth and final voucher giveaway, 200 euro to spend in Michelle, the jewellers. We're looking for caller 9 and 10. No skill necessary apart from picking a number between 1 and 13. There are 13 diamonds in the deck of cards. I have them all in front of me. Pick a number, whichever diamond card that represents. Whoever gets the highest diamond wins the voucher. A 200 euro voucher to spend at Michelle the Jewellers. 60 years of business on Side. Check them out this Christmas time. Callers 9 and 10 please. 0818 104 106. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086 8104 106. Red FM. Okay ladies and gentlemen. It's time to play Diamond Dilemma. <laughs> Michelle Jewellers. Diane is in Dripsy. Diane good morning. Hi, how are you? I keep thinking I'm a game show host, you see. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> you sound like it. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Helen Lee, he's in Ballancurrig. Morning, Helen. 
Barning Mead. Where exactly? I know I know where Dripsy is. Where's Ballincurrig? Is it not Ballincurrig, no? No. Neil, do you remember the driving test we used there before and I won it? What was that again? For the driving the driving tester that I was rubbing his leg. <laughs> you never came back to the rub. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be afraid I'd be afraid of you, Helen. <laughs> I'd be afraid of you and what you might do to me. <laughs> oh, you never know. You well, might be delighted. Well, I've got a rub in the bank that I'll call in one of these days. You never know. <laughs> anyway, can we get back to the family show? Uh, I've got 13 yeah. cards in front of me, ladies. I shall give you an opportunity to pick a number each. Whoever gets the highest diamond card wins a 200 euro voucher. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Diane. Number yes. between 1 and 13. Six, please. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I love it. The Jack yeah. of Diamonds, Diane. Ooh. That's a pretty high card. Yes, Helen. Huh? Hello. Okay, you've got a high card to beat. You've got to do better than the Jack of Diamonds. Give me a number between one and 12 now at this stage. And um, 12. This is so exciting. This is so <laughs> the, the last card, is it? Yeah. Right, let's have a look at that and see what we got. Hang on a second. My feckin' bed's run out of me. What a day. <laughs> What's that? You might want to give me a leg rub, Helen, but I'm not going to be giving you a 200 euro voucher. It's the, it's the, oh. it's the seven oh. of diamonds. I'm so sorry. Love it. Best friend, thank me. Sorry. All right, do stay in touch, all right. <laughs> Thank you. Diane, well done. A 200 euro voucher. i got to ask you, what are you going to spend it on in Michelle's? Thank you so much. Um, it's my parents' 50th wedding anniversary in a few weeks, so I think I'll be greeting uh, oh, my mother something nice. That'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. <laughs> um, um, yeah, is, your dad, is your dad still with you? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He is indeed. So yeah, why are you so. leaving poor old dad out of it? Well, I'm not sure how good the diamonds would look on him or the neck. <laughs> He'll have to get something else. <laughs> <laughs> what about 100 okay. euro each? Or some, uh, you or, never know. <laughs> or something that I don't know that I don't know that maybe, maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Give us your mother. We'll figure it out. It's we'll just, figure it it's out. It's just too complicated for me to work out what you can get both of them. <laughs> exactly. I don't think he's the jewellery kind of man. But. All right. Well, listen. Happy <laughs> anniversary to so them much. all the same, and well done. Take care. Thank you, Neil. Have Christmas. You Bye. too. Happy Christmas. Two hundred euro voucher for Michelle the jewellers, and thanks to Tim and all of the gang and Michelle for the one thousand euro worth of vouchers across the week. Well done to uh, everybody that managed to win and enjoy picking up a lovely prize. Speaking of prizes, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to some Cork takeaway businesses. The Just Eats Best of Ireland Awards. Four Cork City restaurants are in the running to take home a title from the Just Eat Awards this year. Um, and we have two popular Cork family chip chops are in the running for best chipper Dino's in Douglas and O'Reilly's Fish and Chips in Glanmire. So well done to both. Whichever one wins, quite sure that they're well worth visiting and the food will be great. So Dino's in Douglas, O'Reilly's Fish and Chips in Glanmire. And then the best of Munster category, the Cork Chippers, Lennox's on McCurtain Street and the Lemon Tree Chinese and Thai Restaurant on College Road. So they're worth checking out if they're in the awards. Then we need to check out their food. Best Chinese category, Cork has voted the Yama Asian Street Food in Blackpool. Uh, it's deserving of the title. It's on Gerald Griffin Street. So a shout out to all of those Cork businesses. Well done and continue to uh, 
deliver some great and tasty food. Lines are open. Text 0868 104 106. Um, I'll come back to other issues. Just want to do a quick call actually to David McGrath because earlier in the week I had meant to do this uh, and just ran out of time and it was around the time that um, we were talking about uh, John F. Kennedy and a couple of anniversaries earlier in the month of November. David, good morning. Morning, Neil. Um, what date did he? What what date did he come to Cork? Well, then I, I, I think it was certainly June in '63. And then later and that I, I, year, I, I, then, I, I, and then later I, I, that year, because during the, earlier in the week was the anniversary of his assassination, wasn't it? Yeah, the twenty second. That was only five. Um, Three days ago. That's all. Yeah, that's all. And I did mean to yeah. mention it, and I didn't. But do you remember as a small boy when he came to Cork? Well, and next year will be like the, next year will, will will be the sixtieth anniversary of his uh, assassination, nineteen sixty-three. So. Where where were you? Well, I was twelve years of age, and I remember exactly where I was when I was told that he was assassinated. All oh, right. I was, um, at, you know, because I mean, I think. People of our generation, like at the time, were kind of interested. He was a he was a president that you could listen to and look up to. Like so, we were kind of a we were all in shock the night that we were told. I, I was told at a at a meeting around seven o'clock in the evening after the news that he, President Kennedy had been assassinated, and the whole country was in shock. Mm, mm, uh, but I was um, then, and he came then. Um, he came in by helicopter, didn't he? That's why Kennedy okay. Park is called Kennedy Park, I believe. He but landed he, there. He, well, he 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 came out. He came out from Collins Barracks, Neil, in in a, in a motorcade. Yeah, he yeah. from Collins Barracks, and he came down Dillon's Cross, Stones, Summer Hill, probably. I not sure. Did he go over the the bridge by the post office there, or did he go up McCurtain Street? But he came. He definitely came down St. Luke's and Dillon's Cross. Summer Hill, McCurtain Street, Patrick's Bridge, Grand Parade, yeah. South Mall, over Brian yeah. Brew Bridge to the city hall in a motorcade where, and he got the freedom of the city there but where were you as he was passing because barely a hundred thousand people in Cork came out to see him yeah well I was um, at the corner of Princess Street there on Patrick Street uh, if you remember well, I don't know whether you remember or not Neil it was um, Burton's the main yeah, workshop I do remember it yeah yeah, that was on the corner, right corner there of, of Patrick Street and, and Princess Street yeah yeah. and and on the other corner there was Cavendish's and I saw an amazing photograph, actually, and it's so relevant to today. The city yeah. keys, right? And these are unguarded keys, absolutely no barricades or no railings. The city yeah. keys were jammed with people, literally standing right up against the pier wall. If John well, F. Kennedy were to come to Cork this week, city council wouldn't allow it. I'd, yeah, correct. They yeah, just wouldn't allow it for health and safety reasons. They just would cancel oh, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. like... Which are not, Neil, you, you look at Cork Park there back in 1961 when Don played Kerry in the All Ireland final. There was 84,000 in there, like, with, with no safety barriers. They were all top of each other. It's a wonder, actually, that people. I didn't hear of anybody getting hurt or crushed back then. But then again, times so, are different, I suppose. And, and as a matter of fact, both sides of Patrick Street, if you wanted to walk, go, just go for a walk and not take any notice of what was going on. You couldn't walk one on the street to the other. It was uh, from the edge of the footpath up to the shop windows was completely jammed, and they were even down the side streets, Coke Street, Marlborough Street, Princess Street. They were down. They were even so everywhere was completely. And little up. did they know in June of '63 that five months later he'd be dead. That's right. Like I, I, I was trying to figure out for the um, the, the biggest funeral in Cork. Like we had Christy, we had Christy Rings was very big. Jack Lynch was huge. And Tomas McCurtain was huge. 
Um, so it's hard to say. Like, what was the biggest crowd uh, between the four of them? I don't know. Would have been, any of them been anywhere near 100,000? Although it wasn't for a funeral. It was for a celebration when JFK came to town. And, and funny enough, just as he passed Burton, he looked to the right and he said, Christ is yourself, Dave. So you bring me up for the <laughs> <laughs> nice one I love it have a great have a great need, weekend need before you go <laughs> with the world with the world cup on yeah I, like you know just in case Red FM might be doing a kind of a, a competition running up to the final something some some kind of a competition yeah I have a couple of questions there that I could uh, give to give to Seamus or give to Kevin that you could um, if you want to write up some world cup trivia questions for me do the yeah. work for me boy and I'll use the questions when we get closer to the final alright yeah, I'll be okay. All right, Dave, cheers. Just very quickly, though, I ran out of time on the day uh, of his assassination earlier in the week or the anniversary of his assassination, but we did dig out a little bit of audio, actually. I don't know how many of you remember Tom Clay's song. It's a quite lengthy song from back in the day, What the World Needs Now. But this is actually just a 50-second clip from that. We're heading to Trademark. The motorcade is coming by here. I can see many, many motorcycles coming by now. Police motorcycles. Just heard a call on the radio for all units along This program to bring you a special bulletin. Dallas, Texas. The flash, apparently official. President John F. Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. But that visit to Cork on the 28th of June, 63, must have been incredible. I would have remembered it because I wasn't even... Wouldn't have even been two years old at the time. Tony and Douglas says, I'm not being a Grinch here, but uh, as much as the toy show is brilliant, it really puts pressure, huge pressure on young parents when their kids see toys on the show that are fairly expensive. I think now it's like a sales show. The entertainment on the toy show is brilliant and it's great when you see new and upcoming talent on the show, for sure, says Tony and Douglas. What about if parents were to say, the kids are sitting down to watch the toy show? Okay, they just say to them, your letter, it's a great show, let, let's sit down and watch it. But you know, your letters are already written and they're gone to Santa Claus already. So we can't be changing it. So, But enjoy the show all the same, but your letters are gone. So, you know, Santa knows what you want and you can't change your mind because it's not fair on Santa Claus. Many parents are hoping to God that kids are bold, so Santa brings some coals to somebody else and this is interesting perhaps you'd like to read it out for Christmas something they want something they need something to wear and something to read and a final one the only words you need to say to your listeners this time of the year is presence is more important than presence Merry Christmas to you and the family and all of the team says Mark and Marjo and Aaron Lane presence as opposed to presence do you know the difference? As in being present as opposed to buying a present. But we're talking actually earlier this morning about infant advertising. I didn't get to this earlier in the week, but I did get some people who were uh, worried about the over-sexualization uh, of the Aldi Christmas ad with a particular carrot. More on that in a few minutes. Now, but just staying with matters involving ads. Colm, good morning. Good morning, Ed. And I'm sorry I meant to get to you much sooner than this. It's a 48-sheet poster advertising uh, World Vegan Day is it that or that everybody should go vegan and it's a child with a with a turkey. You, you have a problem with those ads, do you? 
It's it's not that I have a problem. They're they're exploiting that kids should be all doing meat, and then this dad says, "Why isn't there uh, school tours?" To okay, the, the 48 sheet has the child holding a turkey with the caption, why are there no school tours to slaughterhouses? And that is um, advertising uh, Go Vegan World. Why do you have a problem with it? I think it's it's just that people are, or the generation have problems with eating disorders, uh, anorexia, and that's adding to it. No, it's it's about trying to get people to realise that, you know, there all are all our alternatives to meat and that some might believe it to be cruel to eat. Well, what animals. would you say say that, that poster right outside the school? <sighs> what would you say? No, no, I'm just I, saying, I, I what just, would you I, say? I, well, I, I don't find it as alarming as you clearly do. Why are there no school tours to slaughterhouses? Um, and then there's another one by a school um, the same caption, but stating school tours should be enforced to slaughterhouses. They, they do say, though, that if any of us ever visited a slaughterhouse, that we would never eat meat if we saw what happened to the animals. It's out of sight and out of mind, yeah? I agree with you on that point, but my point is there's too much of this in the same same done last year, the posters came up in the following year and it's constantly stating on kids. They're not going for any generation of older, they're completely going for the kids section. Do you, do you believe the advertising is actually targeted around schools? Yes, because yeah. the billboard is less than five feet away from this one by the Blarney Street uh, School that's but, literally two feet away from it. But it's not as if the the adverts have any photographs on them inside a slaughterhouse. They're they're not graphic, like they're just making a statement. But there's another one saying we trust to mind them, then we kill them. We trust them, we mind them, then we kill them. Well, we do. Of course, but I'm trying to say it is. It is say no, your daughter or anyone who's in that age. Gar- oh, no, age they, they, no, the ad says, they trust us, we butcher them. Yeah, but going back to the slaughterhouse. Another one then, then is a little piglet. We, they trust us, the piglet tr- trusts us, we betray them. Now, they're fairly yeah. heavy hitting now, I must say, when I look at them. Yeah, they're fairly heavy hitting, but... If your daughter was in that age and there's all of food diets and all this thing going on, that's just adding to the mix. I'm not so sure that it would eat or trigger eating disorders, but I think a young child might come home and say, I don't want to eat meat anymore. Yeah, and then they become anorexic because they're not getting the proper... Oh, well, um, that could be a consequence of that. Have you tried to have the billboards taken down? I have. I've been on to several different companies to get them down and I have two two down now that's the one uh, just further up from the school and the one uh, on uh, by Apple there's another one up there they're taken down but I'm yeah, fighting so you've get, been on to the Advertising Standards Authority is it? yeah and I and I am fighting them to get them taken down okay. each and everyone and I've written to uh, be golf or be vegan government.ie 
tell them to stop putting them up. But have you? School. But have you been on to the Advertising Standards Authority and lodged a complaint? I have. have they been and they, they're investigating okay. it. Okay. All right. Come back to me and let me know if they respond, will you? I will indeed. Okay, let's see what others think of that. Text 0868104106. Uh, these are the billboards that are around. I just actually, I had only seen the one with the turkey, but there's a couple of other ones that are much more hard hitting, I suppose. Your thoughts on that are welcome. 0818104106. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818104106. Yes, and I want to get back to the phone line, squeeze as much as I can in this side of midday. Uh, Karen, good morning. Good morning. How now, are you? You're, you're Hunter's aunt, right? So Hunter is your sister or your brother's son, right? He's, he's my sister's son and he's actually my godchild. And, my every, godchild. and every day, across November, he's swimming in the sea every single day. He is. And he's every seven. Every single day. He's seven. Yeah. Okay. He is. Braving, he the, must, the waters must be freezing. Freezing, freezing, and we had some severe bad weather days, and he still went in those days and did his swim. When does he do it? In the afternoons, the mornings, or what? Afternoons, mostly. It depends on the tide. Is he a handy swimmer? He's, he's okay. He, he's not a great swimmer, but he's, he's okay. Okay. Where does he yeah. swim every day? He swims in Coskinney, in Cove. Right. Why does he do it? And he does it to raise money for his school because um, the school, it's a very small school, it's the Gale, Gale Skull in Cove, Shawnee Hagertig, and they were, they needed some, um, some sports gear, then they couldn't afford it. So he decided to do a fundraiser, and this is what he wanted to do. And is he into sport himself? What does he do? Basketball would be his favourite sport. Okay, yeah, all right. Basketball okay. and dancing. And has he raised money? He has. Their target was 600 and the last I heard they were up about 3,000 euro. <laughs> yeah, it's, they have a GoFundMe account and they never expected anything like this. It's just been fantastic. And this is all down and, to seven-year-old Hunter swimming in the sea every day. <laughs> yes, every day. And his mother, Claudia, she goes in with him every day. For the swim. Have they wetsuits on or is he just in his togs or what? Some days he put the wetsuit on. Other days, he'd say, I don't want it. I think he prefers not to wear the wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't rub himself up and down with Vaseline or anything, no? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's the bravest but little trooper, isn't he? He, he is. He's, absolutely, he's fabulous. He is. He's oh, fabulous. my God. And has yeah, he done his swim yeah. today yet? No, he hasn't gone yet today. No, he's at school, so he'll go now in the afternoon sometime. Then he'll get home and he'll defrost for the toy show. Exactly, exactly. All looking forward to that now tonight. Isn't yeah. it an awful shame that small little schools are short of money and that nobody provides them with the basic yes. needs for sports? It's just yes, and it's just and sports kits, isn't it? As you gear to all, that, Yeah, when they went to Cork, they had to go to the city sports last year, and he 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 was given a top, and it was nearly down to his knees. Ah, it, for it, God's sake! His mother had to tie a knot in it to keep it up <laughs> that he wouldn't trip. Has he got a little so, Facebook page going or what? They have, they have, but I don't know what it's called, but his mum is Claudia Halpin and they have a GoFundMe account as well. So anybody that wants to yeah. fire a few bob into it to help him, yeah. there's another few days yeah. of swimming left. What's he got, six is, days? He'll be swim- yes, he'll be swimming up to next Wednesday. Well, will you give me a shout again on Wednesday? And between now and then, get me the details as to where people can donate. But talk to me again on Wednesday when he's doing his final swim, will you? 
I will. I will, of course. Yeah. And story. Like, I'd like to say thanks to all the people. There's lots of people come on different days just to swim with him. And they'd contact his mother to know what time they'll be there. And they'd just turn up and do, do a, a, a bit of a swim. And with he's him never well. missed a day. And people even no. join in. Yes. Yes. He could have done it in July or August, but he didn't. He waited till November. No. Yeah. Yeah, Alright, well listen, get me the uh, get me the details because people would love to bang a few bob into his account and make sure that uh, okay. you get it closer to maybe five grand. You'd never know. Yes, wouldn't it be fantastic for L- the <coughs> Lovely chatting with you. Thanks so much, Karen. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers, all Bye. the best. Well done. What an incredible Bye-bye. young fella. What Bye. an incredible young fella. Listen, just very quickly, for our five-star guesses, get dialing now. Our lines are open. 0818 These five voices in the correct order will win you €10,000 cash. And you can go into Sound Store at Market Green Retail Park in Middleton and spend the ten grand on anything you want. These are the voices. I love Corks. Red FM. I love Corks Red FM. Get dialing for those 0818104106 and we'll give it a big blast just before uh, midday today. But it is panto time and I'm delighted to say that yet again at this time of the year it's great to welcome in cast members of the Opera House Panto which opens on the first day of December and of course where would we be without Frank Mackey? Frank, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. And of course the great Trevor Ryan. It's great to see you, Mr. Director Man. Thanks, Neil. It's great to be back. Yeah, I mean, you never went away but there were slightly different adapted ones through COVID, right? Yeah, I mean, the first year of COVID, we did, I suppose, a highlights version, which was available online. um, And we did that with Frank um, and a good friend of the Panto, Mickey Joe. um, And then last year, we did uh, a 90 minute show. But this year... I was there. It was terrific. It was terrific. And and people understood what you were going through and everything. The choreography of stuff during COVID would have been hell. Yeah. I think we were one of the few pandas in the country. Actually, we were the only panda in the country that, that stayed it, open. That stayed open to the end. Oh. So yeah. this year, are we looking at all bells and whistles now? It's brilliant. I just said to Trevor, it's wonderful to have all the kids back. It's wonderful to be a good, a full cast of dancers, a full creative team. It's just fantastic to be up, up there, Neil. And it's seriously back. traditional with oh. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's not. You're and not the beauty, years. incidentally. Unfortunately, poor Nanny is not the beauty <laughs> this year. God help us. She's left in the background this year. But it's. It, I was saying to Trevor, it's nine and a half years since we did it. First, was it the first one you did yeah, together? That was our first one that we did together. Yeah. And now we go into our 10th year next year, and it's wonderful to go back to a show. So you just have to take it out of the drawer and do it again then? <laughs> oh, we did the alternative <laughs> version. Neil, we've been writing this. This was supposed to No, it was a low blow, yes. Trevor. <laughs> this was supposed to go on two years ago. This yeah. now is a masterpiece. This is up there with Ulysses we've been writing yeah. so long. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, <laughs> But it's fresh, it's good, um, it's very cork. Um, we've great um, skin on the bars and their win this year. Mm. And, you know, unfortunately, Black Rock <laughs> Football Club, mm. we're after getting um, Nanny Nelly a brand new Black Rock Football bra. Yeah, hurling <laughs> club bra. Yeah. You no have your cups own, and very little support. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you have your own Arctic truck yes, bringing in your wardrobe. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The They're bleeding at the moment, poor <laughs> Mirren and Bethany. <laughs> With sewing sequence at this stage, kind of going, we'll get it done. We'll get we it done. We had somebody. We had somebody on the air last week. Actually, um, was it Chester the Jester? Yeah, yes, Toomey. the wonderful Kevin Toomey. We were what looking a for a backstage pass for a lad to meet the cast. 
Yeah, yes. absolutely. We'd love to bring that chap in. I mean, yeah. that was a horrendous story, Neil, yeah. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was an awful yeah. thing that happened exactly. to him, yeah. but he's yeah. very artistically minded. I won't go back into the backstory, yeah. Yeah. but he would love to be able to meet we the cat. And you know something, you could light a fire, if you were to meet the likes of Frank Mackey, mm. could light a fire on him. He could be in Panto next year. Absolutely. You never know. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. we want him to come back. You know, it was a dreadful, horrendous thing to happen. But Well, thank there? you for that. You're very kind. Yeah. What about the rest of the cast, though? I mean, we see new stars in the making. Fab. Yeah, we've got yep. a great young lady playing Aurora Beauty this year. Her name is Chloe O'Reardon, a local mm-hmm. girl. Um, and she's in the musical theatre degree course in um, a CIT. And she's phenomenal. Um, and it's great. It's it's very much Cork this year. Kevin yeah. Toomey is a local lad. Um, Frank, obviously. Shirley McCarthy is back. She's a veteran of Panto. She's mm-hmm. playing Maleficent. Um, I suppose we have an honorary Cork guy, Michael, Michael Grinnell, who's been oh, a stalwart brilliant. of Pantos for, for years. decades. He's yeah. King Cedric. So it's it's all and Eamon Walsh will yes. be playing our prince yeah he's from you're under pressure then Michelle's not under savage pressure by <laughs> you rise him no up it though every time oh. <laughs> when did you start rehearsals how long ago uh, three four three weeks ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's whipped us into shape uh, how man, many yeah. shows uh, we have 66 I'd be exhausted do you ever get bored by about the 40th or 50th like as if you're on audio because you never seem to like you treat every single show the same I do and it's going out with that energy and you know what's brilliant about it you go back this year you know we crib about things you know we kind of go oh I never want to do this again but last year woke me up when I turned and went those kids faces kind of going we want this it's their first introduction. It's to the thing about something being taken away from you, not yes. valuing it then. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited about this. Do you get nervous, though, Very. before the show? Oh, there's a bucket side stage, and I'm yeah. kind of going, oh. And I really mean it. But and what are you nervous of? That you'll miss I your lines think, or what? No, I think it's just, I just think it's just the anxiety of getting it right and making people laugh and that's the one thing that we want to bring back this year is making people laugh the family unit coming back together but do you remember we did Panto years ago together and one of the conversations that many of us would have would be we'd be trying to read the crowd and like you might say or somebody else might say different crowd tonight different crowd tonight different crowd tonight is is that right do you think it is yeah I mean certainly um I think matinee audiences are a little bit more difficult to uh, (laughs) control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they're they're kids off school and stuff, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the evening crowds are great. They may have gone for uh, dinner, they've had a glass of wine or whatever. but there's lots in it. I mean, we write for the adults and we also write for the kids. Yeah. Know, well, I know you write for the adults because you can be quite risque. Oh, yeah, just just bordering. Very <laughs> yeah, bordering. No, not bordering. There's <laughs> sort of a wag at the Christie will be there. You know, so we have a kind of a good a few hidden gems there this year, which is great, you know. I heard, what, did, what number did they put on it? They put a number of how many people will actually sit down? 60,000. 60, yes. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. God. Yeah. It's and incredible. this year to be back, I, I mean, what I can't wait for, I mean, yeah. when you talk about judging the crowd, I mean, I normally sit in the box and I'm looking down and I'm mm. looking at the audience and I'm seeing what guys Much are to the cast's annoyance, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> He's watching us be good. <laughs> but last year, it was just so disheartening to see the, the auditorium half full mm. because, again, of restrictions. But yeah. this year, it's going to be bursting at the seams. It's, mm. I can't wait. Power ticket sales? Brilliant. Through the roof. 
through the roof. So why wouldn't they be with yeah. you starring role? Ah, thank you very <laughs> much. But it, it, it's it's that family reunion coming back together again, Neil. Yeah. The kids, the grandparents, yeah. you know, sitting together and laughing and being the child. Yeah. Yeah. The, the grandparents being that child again and just leaving their imagination go wild. Yeah. And I love that. And Every I'm so bit. looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, no doubt. When's it open? Yeah. It's opening the first, isn't it? Tomorrow, uh, yeah, six days time, Thursday, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we better get a rack to get to <laughs> Next Thursday. Yeah. Tell your mum I was asking about her. <laughs> what about music then? Um, what can we expect? We've got some Westlife, yeah. Lizzo, um, TikTok. TikTok. Well, that's TikTok well, that's everywhere. Great. We have a fantastic Elvis medley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of contemporary stuff, some musical theatre bits. Yeah. Um, Do you make a performance? Do you make an appearance? I would love to. Why don't you? They won't have me back. I'm too, I'm too expensive. I'm too expensive. <laughs> I think it's a waste if you don't. Uh, look, I'd love to come back at some point. I'd love to do it for my daughter. I'd love my daughter. Ah, uh, you should, Trev. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I would love to have uh, him back up. But I understudy Michael Grinnell. Um, that's the thing. So, yes. God forbid that that guy goes down. Because I always say... Oh, well, listen, we don't want that to happen, yeah. clearly. No, 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 no. Well, we would like you back. I mean, we work very well together. I remember coming out on the stage during Aladdin and I had on a pair of silver runners because I couldn't wear the shoes anymore. And Trevor said, what is he wearing? <laughs> I mean, I bounced around the stage in these sequins coloured runners. And your man, we couldn't get it together. Do you ad-lib then? Not as much, but I would with the audience. No, but know? would you kind of mess around with fellow cast members changing? I have to watch Kevin Toomey this year because he's a little bit naughty, but a wonderful character. And for a guy who's been on the Cork Opera stage for the first time, yeah. isn't he? He's, he's, he's brilliant. The thing about it, I love about Panto is that you have to adapt. You have to you be do. prepared to go yeah. off script or to cover someone's ass. Oh, God you knows do. it. Yeah. People covered mine often enough when they dropped a line here and there. <laughs> or were late for a queue. Yeah, and that's the thing if you're late for a queue, like you're just kind of, I wonder when Dale come on the stage. No. I was I was at Benazer many years ago in a panto in the opera house and I was sitting upstairs reading the Echo. I was about 20 shows in, I was very comfortable with it and I heard the start of my music, my song, and I was, oh my God. I ran down, got on stage and I was out there and there was people looking at me and they were like what was that stupid and I had no wig on or no hat so I had full face of Cabanaz makeup and my own did they throw hair. did they throw your wig out onto oh, you on the stage it was the longest five minutes of my life I was get me off the stage yeah I hope that doesn't happen to you this year Frank no hopefully not we'll keep it within the parameters of yeah. getting out so be on time don't miss yeah, your cue exactly yeah <laughs> Oh, please let me have Don't let that happen to And me. break a leg. Thank you so steadily. much. But good luck Thank with you it. so much. Great We're to so have everybody back again with a full on show. Tickets are available, what? Box office online, usual places? Yeah, cockoperhouse.ie. Well done. Listen, Trevor, thanks for coming in. Frank, great thanks to see so you. Thanks so much, Dave. This year's Panto opens next Thursday. And you can be part of the 60,000 people that will attend. And congratulations to having back 100% everything rocking for Sleeping Beauty at the Opera House. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. And this morning, my chosen audio clip of Roy Keane's World Cup has to do, actually, with Ronaldo, who got a spotter yesterday in the Spain game. And it has to do, of course, with Keane and his thoughts on everything, I suppose, going on at uh, Manchester United and what have you regarding Ronaldo. Have a listen. I'm looking forward to seeing him playing. Yeah. I think, obviously, it is. Everything is settled down now. 
he's done his talking over the last month or two with a couple of interviews now when he's talking on the pitch and I hope he performs I believe he will and uh, do it on the pitch and obviously shut a few people up all the idiots out there who've been criticising him great great player lucky to play with him and I'm delighted to be watching him again tonight he nailed his colours to the mast on that one yet again. All the idiots out there criticising him. Meanwhile, last bunch of free food Friday shoutouts, then we will pick a winner. Good morning to everybody at Countrywide Drains in Dripsy, to everyone at TLC Unlimited in Blarney with Love Lunch from Roosters today. The MRI people in the South Infirmary, the crew working there, they're starved. Joe Edge Hair Salon in Blarney are listening. Rathbeak and Fireplaces. Sedexo Irving Oil in Whitegate had a long week and they'd love to be served food for a change. Abtran, who volunteered to work tonight and all of the staff who are doing extra work and they will miss the toy show. Uh, to Affidea in the city centre, the medical centre morning to you. Spick and Span Cleaning and Farron Ree working hard all year. Uh, it would be a lovely Christmas bonus to them. The Bonsigours Care Village Nursing Home are listening on the Lee Road. Magic Vacations in Kinsale. McLaren Loss Adjusters in Frankfield. Pets Plus from Oi Pet Shop and Dog Cat Grooming Studio would love eating. Uh, roosters today. Sheehan's Plumbing and Heating are working hard. Everybody at uh, KN Circ Set. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. MCM Technology down on Little Island. Good morning to Richard, Helen, Gavin. Working all day today. Stryker in Carrick Tool. Lara National School in Bandon. And the Heart and Vascular Department in the Matter Private Hospital. Listen every single day. And I'm obliged to you and grateful for everyone that listens. We will pick a free food Friday winner, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park in a few seconds time. But right now I just want to get back to our five voices and see if we can nail it or at least get closer to identity all five. Wheels five star giveaway with Sound Store. Celebrate the Black Friday event at their superstore at Market Green Retail Park in Middleton. All right, rock and roll. I love Corks Red FM. I love Corks Red FM. To the phone lines we go. Anita, good morning in Holly Hill. How are you? Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm well. So €10,000 will be all yours. You can spend it on whatever you want at uh, Sound Store in the new store in Middleton. Give me your guesses. But I think number one is George Hook. Number two we know is Angela Lansbury. I think number three is Ollie Murray. Number four is Laura Whitmore. And number five is Niall Horan. Okay, apart from the ones that we already know, the other two, unfortunately, yeah. I have to say <laughs> No. Uh, Try again no next week. Best Don't worry. Everyone. Cheers. Have a great weekend. Laura's in Passage West. Good morning. Hi, Neil. Good morning. In the correct order to win 10 grand. Go for it. Okay. I think uh, number one is Jake Carter, Angela Lansbury, Jonathan Rhys Myers, Laura Whitmore, and Niall Horan. I love the Rhys Myers guest. That's the first time I've heard that one, but unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, no. what harm. What harm is right. <laughs> Try again. My door is Thank always you, open. Cheers. Chloe and Shandon. Bye. Good morning, Chloe. Um, okay, hello. I'm going for Billy Conley, Angela Lansbury, Tom Tiernan, Ross Whitmore, and um, Great guesses, but not today, I'm afraid. But thank you all the okay. same. Fiona and Fairhill, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm good. What do you think? Well, I think the first one is Roy King. And I don't know the other ones, but I think the third one then is by George. No, neither of those are right, particularly number one, uh, are indeed. Where would you put Boy George, though? At what number? Oh, yeah. Number three. No, so the, you're kind of the two that we don't know. One 
and three. Both wrong, I'm afraid. Thanks all the same. All right. Fiona. Cheers. Anyway, anyway, I have to be fi- I have to be honest with you. Somebody comes on, and gives two guesses. You're not going to win anything, even if you if you read out two guesses to me and they're both right, but you don't know the other ones that have already been guessed. You still don't get the money. It's very straightforward. It's all five voices in the correct order. To be fair to everybody in the past, you must give the five voices in the correct order to win a €10,000 prize courtesy of ourselves and Soundstore. Now, Free Food Friday winner for this week, I am reliably informed, is uh, Northside Tires on the Old Mallow Road, right? So we need to get them sorted for a big shout-out. But just ahead of that, during the week, I was sent the most amusing, uh, most amazing and indeed amusing and heartwarming um, box of books. They are absolutely gorgeous. Each and every one of them is written uh, by Benji Bennett. They're illustrated by Roxanne Burchatz. They're the most beautiful Beautiful illustrated books that I've seen in years for children, for smallies. I actually sat down and read one of them, one or two of them yesterday. One is called Before You Sleep. Another is Adam Saves Christmas, Adam's Amazing Space Adventure, Adam's Pirate Treasure. And indeed, a fifth one that I came across as well in the little treasure troves of books is When You Were Born. It's a beautiful set of books. And the man behind it is Benji Bennett. And it's all in honour of his, his little son, Adam. And just a quick call, because I wanted to give him a shout out. I think he's actually on Lee side at the moment. Benji, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? They are the most beautiful books. And you've sold a million copies of them, I'm told. A million. We've done, we've, we've done a million copies, and you'd be glad to hear a million of them were printed in Cork, believe it or not. Oh, for so, God's uh, sake. Well, thank you so you much. Who did the printing then in Cork? So it's Waterman's printers there in Little Island, and... Um, yeah, so we've won the Irish Book Awards with them, so we're delighted. Uh, but, but I have to say, it's so sad, though, the story behind the books. Your little son, who died age four, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, well, it was, it's one of those things that you, you, you figure out how you're going to get through and, get, get, and survive something like that. But in, immediately, I, I was struck by this need to just help parents and remind them to spend 10 minutes at the end of the day tell the kids they love them before they go to sleep and I put that into my first book which was a huge success when it came out uh, in 2008 I know but to pick yourself up and to turn your life around and to do something like this and honour your son I mean I won't dwell on it but he 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 got sick so suddenly discovered a brain tumour and within 24 hours he was gone from you my god Benji 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 that's shocking yeah, well, we, we always looked on the positives because, you know, he wasn't sick for a long time and that, and that was something that we got a lot of strength out of. So he was here and then he was gone. Now, that has its other complications of how quickly he went um, and, and how suddenly he went. But, you know, from, you know with, with the love for children that I've always had and to try and create that magic uh, at bedtime that they would sleep happy and dream happy and wake up happy, that's... That's really what I try to do, and I, I, I'm just using the books to do that. So, um, and I'm getting a, an amazing reaction here in Duns, and where am I in uh, in Bishopstown? I'm uh, delighted. There's a, they're, they're all beautiful little books. One that one that I loved cover to cover was Adam Saves Christmas. That's a great yeah. story. The illustrations yeah. are just like they're kind of very traditional, if you like, and almost kind of old yeah. style. You know, I love that about them. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of magic about them, and uh, the, the, that Christmas one is actually the one that gets me the most. There you go, you and me both. Then. 
Yeah, yeah, it really gets me because Adam goes off and he saves Christmas and he's kind of on his own in that one, whereas the other ones, it's the big gang of them going off, bringing love and happiness everywhere they go. But do you think that so, it is important that like kids shouldn't be going to sleep or the last thing at night is a tablet or a phone? It's mammy or Danny, daddy either reading a story or as my wife used to do with the kids, making up a story out of their own mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, look, it's like what I say to that is an iPad can't give you a hug. It's not warm and it can't tell you that you're loved. So that's that's where I'm in. So I don't even put them on the iPads at all. I have a very simple philosophy on, on early childhood. If you can create those early happy childhood experiences between zero and five, that's when everything happens. And they're the and things they like, remember when they grow up, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like loading your software. You get a chance to load their software for life. So if you can load up some good, good robust software for them uh, that's, that's happy and positive and, and full of confidence. They're so beautiful books. They really are beautiful. And a million copies. Are they selling all over the world, are they? Yeah, well, I've done a lot of travelling around over in the UK. So, you know, it, it's been built because I, I don't have a publisher. I kind of do it myself. It's myself, my wife, uh, Jackie, Adam's mum and a friend, our Sharon. So that's it. And we've got a lot of support from Dunn Stores, of course as well over the years and all of the bookshops because they're available there any of the any decent bookshops will have them so yeah it's been it's been a long time getting there and a roller coaster up and down and as you know recessions and covid oh, and sure i know i know stuff. and you're helping so, as well because some of the proceeds are going to bernardo's aren't they which is a yeah. lovely touch in fairness yeah. a million sold and a million as a legacy yeah. and in honor of your beautiful son adam i think it's a gorgeous story yeah, it's it's been one of one of those adventures that that we've had. That it's unbelievable that we found ourselves in that position, and then it's unbelievable that we're here fifteen years later talking to you about a million books. So it's that surreal moment. But you know the magic. I get such lovely feedback, and that's what keeps me going. Good man, um, and, and again, such beautiful. Yo, absolutely. Yeah, it's lovely. I can imagine they would because they're gorgeous. And again, the importance is just ten minutes at night, just to spend a little bit of time, quiet time, yeah. reading a story or telling a story, like it used to be. Listen, it's lovely chatting with you. I'm sure these books are available where all books are sold. Are they? Yeah, they're in most bookshops. I'm doing the tour with Duns and Cork over the weekend. I'm here at Bandon Road today, Bishop's, uh, or Terry Lands on Sunday, and Patrick Street tomorrow on Dunn Store. So I'll be there. And any good bookshop will have them as well. Okay. So, and okay. you can get them on adamscloud.com, of course. As well. Right. well, listen, it's lovely chatting with you. Huge success. Delighted that you're on Lee's side, and even happier as well that they're going so well, yeah, and the fact that they're published in Cork. Nice chatting with you, Benji. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much for having me. Not at all. Gorgeous books. All credit due to you. Well done. Uh, we make a great Christmas gift this Christmas time, guys. Really and truly would, particularly for the smallies. They will love you if you tell them the stories that are written in honour of Adam. Right, absolutely, last bit of business. I didn't get to start on our Christmas hamper emails this morning, but I promise you, from Monday morning, nothing is going to stop me from starting the read of the emails for our uh, hampers overseas at Christmas time. And I'll tell you more about that on Monday morning. But, last bit of business, free food Friday winners for this week, Northside Tires on the Old Mallow Road. I'm joined by Jane. They have one hurdle to clear before we give them the food for 15 or 20 of them. Jane, good morning. Good morning. How many of you are up there on the Mallow Road? Well, there's 10 to 12 of us all together because we're going to be very good and share with Dermot Conan Motors. Oh, well done, because it should 15 or 20 of you should get fed on this, courtesy of Roosters. Oh, definitely. There's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of eating in it. Okay. All right, so give us a big shout-out before we round off the week and we'll see if we'll send you the food. 
It's all right. Try one more time. It's kind of a bit, as we say in Cork, a bit mawkish. One more. <laughs> okay. It still sounds a bit forced to me. But anyway, I let you off. Well done. Food for 15 to 20 of you. Thanks for listening. It's on its way. Thanks, Jane. Thanks very much. You're Thank welcome. You. Thanks for listening. Free Food Friday back again this day week. I'll be back Monday. Look after yourselves. Have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday morning. Tune in to the Neil Prendival Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM.